MMR's Preston C podcast is brought to you by Acme. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program. Acme Markets. Fresh food, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. March 23rd, Thursday. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Most service has been restored after multiple brush fires near train tracks in New Jersey disrupted New Jersey Transit and Amtrak rail service along the Northeast Corridor on Wednesday afternoon. Trains began being impacted by the fires at 2.45 just before the start of the evening rush. At one point, New Jersey Transit said service was suspended on its Northeast Corridor line between New York Penn Station and Trenton. It led to a commuting hassle for train riders as large crowds gathered at Penn Station and were left to figure out how to get home after the shutdown. Rail service has since resumed with significant delays in both directions between New York Penn Station and Trenton. Uh, Customers are being advised to transfer at Princeton Junction for eastbound service uh, back to McCutcheon, Edison, and New Brunswick as they will bypass that on the westbound service. Was it you, person, that told me you, you, you were on a train? There's a story just recently of getting... Stalled on a train, and there was some work being done. He had to, yeah, he came was, to a uh, complete stop. We were on our way to Boston, and that was it. We, we had to stop, oh. and uh, it was another train that had a problem. Right, we had to stop and pick up all those passengers, yeah, yeah. and take them uh, to the next <laughs> station. And it was pretty wild because we stopped in, in the middle of nowhere, and these people got off of this other train, and they got on ours, and. I guess there were enough seats available. I guess right. maybe some people in the car I was in, nobody had to stand. But, yeah, we had to pick up everybody else. That's wild. Right. Yeah. Were you just on a train that was attacked by Dementors? Oh, yes, yeah. yes, I was. Yes, briefly. But, thankfully, <laughs> we did the Patronus uh, oh. charm and they Oof. went away. Yeah, that happens, too. Yeah, I'm sure that's what they did at Penn Station. Frustrated Amtrak travelers at 30th Street Station had to make alternate plans to get to their destination. Ride shares became hard to come by. Some to share rides with stranded strangers. An official at Middlesex County said the fires were caused from sparks emitted from a freight train. Officials reported three brush fires in Middlesex County, including uh, New Brunswick at Rutgers Gardens, Edison, and Highland Park. Big flames could be seen uh, at a fourth location in Matawan where the fire spread to a nearby abandoned train trestle. New New Jersey Transit Rail tickets and passes will continue to be cross-honored by PATH and Newark Penn Station uh, and 33rd Street. You talk about sparks coming off the train they have footage of that train that derailed in Palestine, you know, out uh, yeah. and, and the um, on the way there, there were sparks coming off the uh, the I guess the undercoupling on the train as it was moving along. So I guess that happens. Yeah, I guess so. Right. Fairly frequently. Amtrak has since resumed service between New York Penn Station and Philadelphia. Amtrak customers can follow uh, at Amtrak NEC alerts on Twitter for any updates. A large search is underway for a New Jersey state police trooper who is missing. <laughs> Who is missing in Delaware County, Pennsylvania? Yeah, this is weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I wonder what's I going on here. Part of this, yeah. What's going on? Forty-six-year-old Jason Dare was last seen shortly before uh, seven o'clock Sunday at Route three fifty-two and uh, Yearsley Mill Road in Middletown Township near uh, Penn State Brandywine Campus. Police say Dare walked away from a hospital. Dare has not been seen or in contact with anyone since Sunday, and police have reason to believe he is endangered. Troopers mm. said. Yeah, I was reading this last night, and they they have no idea why he would have been at that hospital. There's yeah. like zero indication. Wow. Yeah. It's not yet known why Dare, resident of Cumberland County, New Jersey, was in a Pennsylvania hospital. Yeah. Dare was last seen wearing a black Carhartt jacket, a uh, black hooded sweatshirt, blue jeans, and eyeglasses. Uh, they say that he is six feet tall, approximately 180 pounds, with tattoos on his neck, arms, and hands. I mean, you're not giving... 
details that I think are important uh, because there are two hospitals there. And and they, he could have been at Riddle Hospital, which I wouldn't understand, but there's also a drug treatment facility uh, that's right there as well. And okay. I don't know if that's considered a quote-unquote hospital or not, but that would, to me, would be more in line with, like, why he was there and not, you know what I mean? You know, you know what's yeah. weird is in this day and age when you think, okay, everyone has a phone or, you know, that you can stay in communication with everyone when someone sort of, Quasi disappears like this, or ends yeah. up in the. It, it's it's hard to, you know, figure out what happened. Yeah, yeah. but really if sad. if he went missing from a that hospital, the second one I'm talking about, well, that makes a little bit more sense. And I uh, think they're purposely not giving that information. Yeah. Uh, but anyone with information is asked to contact the New Jersey State Police. Mm. Roughly 100 venomous snakes, a lizard, and a crocodile were removed from a home in Beaver County, Pennsylvania, on Wednesday after a 23-year-old man was found dead inside. What? Aliquippet police say the man had a bite mark on the inside of his wrist, but the toxicologist said that the mark was not recent. The man's cause of death is still under review by a coroner. Police say hundreds of reptiles were inside of the home, and while they took most of them, non-venomous snakes were allowed to Day. They believe that one of the snakes might have been giving him a poison-laced protein shakes, Kathy. Oh, and then wow. that was the dentist. Oh. <laughs> Four adults lived in the home as well as a three-year-old girl. Officials say two men who lived in the home ran a reptile business together. In sports this morning. <laughs> The Sixers beat the Bulls 116 to 91 last night in Chicago. Tyrese Maxey scored 16 of his 21 points during the Sixers' impressive first half as they jumped out to a 23-1 first quarter lead. DeAnthony Melton had 25 points and Tobias Harris finished with 20 as the Sixers earned a split of the four-game season series against Chicago. Joel Embiid had 12.7 rebounds and 7 assists before sitting out for the second half. With only 10 games remaining in the regular season, the Sixers are on the road again tomorrow night with game in California against the Golden State Warriors. Tip-off will be at 10 o'clock. The Flyers will be Minnesota Wild tonight, and the puck will drop a little earlier than normal with the game starting at 6.30. And as spring training, the Phils lost to the Rays 6-2. The Phils will host the Tigers this afternoon at 105 in Clearwater. Starter Ranger Suarez will likely not be ready to begin the season because of inflammation in his left arm. The team sent him to an MRI, but no structural damage was found in the arm. Matt Stram could begin the season as the team's fifth starter. The regular season begins one week from today with the Phils traveling to Texas to take on the Rangers in the season opener. And that's what I have for you this morning. Thank you, Kathy. Nick wants to point something out here. Yeah, Steve, I meant to show you this before the show started, but uh, Tyrese Maxey is a really likable guy, but I want to show you this photo on the screen over here because (laughs) after the game, Tyrese Steve is hugging a massive bag of popcorn. Oh, yeah! And yeah. I, I don't quite know what the context is. No, I, I, we are brothers. And he's got his feet in, a, in an ice bucket, but it was, it's just a hilarious photo after a nice win last night. And the yeah. caption from the Sixers says, it ain't much, but it's honest work. <laughs> so I guess he just loves his popcorn. Dude, I, I had that, I remember, I guess it was when the circus came to town one year. They dropped off That's one right. of those bags, yeah. and I I would sit there. I'd put the bag on the floor uh-huh. <clears throat> and sit there on the couch, and it, 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 I just ate that for like a month and a half straight. <laughs> nice. It was the best of times. You polish it off? Oh, God, yeah. Nice. All right, well, hey, welcome to uh, Thursday. Happy to have you on board uh, once again today. We're excited to spend the morning with you and send someone. We've already done it. Three times, and we're on a roll right now. We're going to send someone to Universal Orlando Resorts. Orlando. 
We are going to get to that uh, around 8 o'clock. We'll, we'll share a clue. We'll, we'll give you a mission. So you're going on a photo hunt. We have pictures uh, that we took in Florida, actually from a, a couple of years ago last time we were there because we had set this up ahead of time. Um, and we'll ask you to find something in one of those photos and report back to us with the correct answer. And if you do that and you're the designated caller that gets through to do it, um, you're on your way to Universal Orlando Resort. It's cool. And uh, the airline is uh, Spirit that's uh, setting you up with the, uh, the trip down there. And we are loving the fact that we can spread the wealth of uh, what we just experienced. So. Oh, yeah. And they take top-level care of their guests. I yep. mean, the, the amenities are just amazing. So uh, that clue uh, coming up around 8 o'clock this morning for you. And other than that, we're going to hang out. We are going to share our Thursday morning together. I've got a stupid question all set to go, which we'll pose to you in a moment, as well as get some entertainment stories when we get back in a sec. So hang in there. We'll be back in a moment. In MMR's early days, we used carrier pigeons for requests. But some people got mad at us. So now we have the text line at 39333. It's faster, better, and there's less poop. So text us anytime at 39333. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. You've been making better decisions for your busy family for years. And now, little by little, you're making decisions for yourself, like snacking a little better, going a little further, sleeping a little deeper. Acme's here to make that journey easier and even more rewarding with their new Sincerely Health platform featuring nutrition plans, prescription reminders, and more. Sign up in the Acme mobile app to earn up to $25 in grocery rewards. Visit acmemarkets.com health for more details. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We'll ask a stupid question and give away a pair of tickets to join Jackie Bam Bam and Brent Portion. A suite at the Worth 400 is coming up Sunday, April 30th at Dover Motor Speedway. Interesting question this morning. What educational institution was Edgar Allan Poe thrown out of? Uh-huh. 215-263-WMMR. If you know the answer, give us a call right now. What educational institution was Edgar Allan Poe thrown out of? I know the place taught VCR repair. <laughs> and it wouldn't make sense for him since VCRs didn't uh, exist back then. Uh, they probably got thrown out because he just didn't care. He didn't care. Yeah. I don't know what this is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, call if you know the answer. I'm going to mention some birthdays while you're calling in. It is the... 23rd day of March, uh, Perez Hilton. His real name is Mario Lavendari, Lavendiera Jr., uh, celebrity blogger. He is uh, 45. One of the today. initial really acrimonious bloggers, vloggers, yeah. whatever you want to call it. And then he had sort of a uh, come to Jesus moment. I think maybe it was on the Ellen show that it occurred. And then he changed his whole thing. 
Kind of stuck with that. Yeah. It became a little bit more pleasant. He used to draw uh, semen stains on pictures. And he did. Most of them as part of his deal. Yep. Yeah, Steve, what, I mean, what was the appeal? I mean, the, the artwork was, uh, was he, A, mean, and B, like, not good. Was it just He was he one had, of the early ones. He but, just had yeah. a scoop. And, and also, yeah, he, he, he got, got scoops. He yeah. got the scoops. That's he, what it was. He was yeah. a scooper. Okay. Yeah, people okay. would get him the info before others, and he would get it out there first, and that was part of the appeal. Remember how it was, and it was really prehistoric. Like, you look at the early, those early aggregator sites, like uh, Drudge and those other sites, yeah, that were just looked really cheap. But yeah, he was he got there first. So uh, the younger daughter of Britain's Prince Andrew and Sarah Ferguson, Princess Eugene, Eugene. celebrates her birthday today. We love Eugene. Eugene, uh, and I guess Eugene. Eugene. Eugene is kind of a unisex name, right? You yeah. Can, yeah, you can, and, and if it's a guy, usually Gene. Is your dad's name Eugene? No. You know what? That is a good question. I think my, this is going to sound really bad. <laughs> I think my older brother might be Eugene. Or your brother, I'm sorry. Because, but he, I think my, my, my dad's actual name is Gene Morrison. So, okay. And uh, so, but Gene, my brother, older brother, might have been technically named Eugene. <laughs> Eugene. Isn't uh, she Eugenie? The, I thought it was Eugenie. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. Eugenie. Yeah, oh, you're right. Eugenie. Eugenie. Guest soloist. <laughs> All right. Rat Boy, everyone. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, how about a warm welcome for Rat Boy? Eugenie. 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 <laughs> All right, Princess Eugenie, sorry, is uh, 33 today. Uh, it's also Shaka Khan's birthday uh-huh. today. It's a big one. Shaka Khan! Shaka Khan. Big one for Shaka. She is celebrating her 70th birthday today. Shaka was a little upset about her placement in the list of singers that Rolling Stone did, and I think rightfully so. She's a powerhouse. I agree. Yep, and she's been on a bunch of... Uh, she's she's helped out other people, like Whitney Houston singing backups, and uh, also uh, Steve Eugenie. Winwood and, and Eugenie. Uh, she is 70 today. Uh, it's also Carrie Russell's birthday today. Full of... Um, Felicity. Felicity. Rat boy nose on her cheek. <laughs> <laughs> she is so hot, man. She, uh, so yeah. the Americans was uh, the show, and she married. She's now married to the dude who was her co-star on that yeah. series. Yeah, yeah I'm okay. Who's with now that. playing Perry Mason? Yes, on HBO Max. And I'm sure one of them knows Kevin Bacon. Probably. Probably. Uh, she's 47 today. Uh, Richard Grieco has his birthday uh, today. Richard Grieco, 21, Richard. 21 Jump Street. Uh, powerful episode of Booker. <laughs> that was Booker. his show, uh, right? That was his show. That was his show, right? right. That uh, was a sequel to 21 Jump Street. And and he's uh, great in A Night at the Roxbury, too. <laughs> he's fantastic. Where he's the celebrity. You see right through me, Richard Grieco. <laughs> pseudo-celebrity. Uh, he is 58 today. Uh, actress Amanda Plummer. Uh, she was in Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Played, you, she played Yolanda. That is correct. Uh, she's great in The Fisher King. That That's a movie that I love. You uh, know, she has this weird look about her. Yeah. And you, she always plays kind of these quirky, weird roles. Yes. And then you see her interviewed, and she's like, totally normal. She, okay. Yeah, yeah. She just flat out scared me in Zoe Married an Axe Murderer. Like, oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Yes. Her, that character, she's just in the, the scene where they go to the bed and breakfast, and she shows up, and you're like, oh, my dear God. Do you know how I always thought she looked like, Nick? The, the, uh, in the, uh, the original Pet Cemetery. 
uh, the contorted mother upstairs. Oh, she's that sister. person? Yeah, yeah, yeah she kind of has spinal meningitis. Yeah, she yes. kind of looks oh like that. God. I know. But listen, that scene in Pulp Fiction, the opening scene in Pulp Fiction, they're sitting there, they're yeah. talking, they're having this conversation. It's kind of, you know, banter back and forth, this and that. And then it, then they hold up the joint and she just yeah. goes into Nuts. psycho mode. Yeah. Uh, she is uh, 66 years old today. Uh, also, real quick, in that movie, in Pulp Fiction, because that's the that's the one that starts the movie, right? That scene? Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. But then you also see it later on in the movie. Right. The, the movie yep. is all about different timelines right. and, and flashbacks. Yeah. But I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, her line is said differently. Yeah, there's some, uh, a few flubs in the dialogue. Okay. Oh, yeah? The, the yeah, later yeah. scene is not exactly the same dialogue as the yeah. first scene. In one of the oh. scenes, she says, I'll execute every last, yeah. m- like, every one of you, and then... and then, Frankly, Scarlet, I don't give, give a, a damn. Give a damn. Yeah. I was like, wait a second. <laughs> no, okay. I, I read that Tarantino uh, didn't care, Case, and, oh. because it, it is different takes on the same scene over and over again, and he liked the delivery uh, later in the movie, so he kept it even though the dialogue was a little bit different. Do you know, my... my um, my adoration of this film has grown over time. Me so I, I really liked it when I first saw it. And and then when you, in the uh, Tarantino-verse, uh, I love where it sits. Because, you know, there's, there's so many classic Tarantino things in this movie. Maybe his seminal movie. I didn't get it. I didn't like it yeah. at first. I, I really didn't. I was like, what the F is going on? Right. I, you know, I'd never seen a movie like it. So it, it just, I, I couldn't grasp. And then I think maybe the, the soundtrack... Got me great. to uh, to to give it another view, and now I love it. Uh, there there are so many cool things not to, to go off on a uh, Tarantino tangent for a moment, but I, I read recently it was a um, uh, it was an observation of the different movies and how Tarantino has threaded them together. Yes, yeah, a la Stephen King. So yeah. I'll give you an example of one of them um, in Kill Bill when she's buried alive. Uh, and her uh, the grave that she's buried, the woman's name is Schwartz. And you look at the dates on there, it turns out it is the dead wife of the bounty hunter in Django Unchained, the Crystal Faults character. Oh, yeah. His wife. That's like, Schwartz? The dates match up, uh, yes. So did that, does that tie to a Christmas story? No, it doesn't tie to a Christmas story. But his last name was Schwartz. He was, ah, he was, yeah. I love wow, stuff like that. Yes. And, and apparently they're all, there are moments like that through all, all of these. I'll see if I can find that article. I love Steve, it. you will geek out on it big time. Yeah, it's like, so cool. Like Big Kahuna Burger, I think it makes it into a couple Schindler's of different... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there's uh, like, uh, you know, the... Uh, some some of these characters are, you know, this is the this is the late, late grandfather of this particular character in Pulp Fiction. I love that. It was in this movie. It's pretty... Antonio Margarita. It's pretty damn cool. I think there's ties to Glorious Bastards as well. Anyway, it's Amanda cool. Plummer's birthday. Yeah, uh, Jason Kidd, the NBA star, is celebrating a milestone birthday. He is 50 years old today. Uh, Catherine Keener, another great actress. Oh, she's awesome. Turns 64. She's uh, wonderful in 40-Year-Old Virgin. Yeah, she is great. Uh, being John Malkovich, uh, she's in that. She's oh, awesome. Um, uh, Our yeah. favorite. Smoochie. Uh, Smoochie. Death, Death to Smoochie. <laughs> Just the best movie, man. It's so wrong. Oh, God, it's so bad. Uh, she is 64. Uh, Michelle Monaghan, um, yes, gone, baby, gone, maid of honor. Uh, she's in Pixels, a guilty pleasure of mine, Mission Impossible three. Uh, she is forty seven years old today. And then the last birthday I saw, uh, actor Randall Park, definitely a scene stealer in uh, the second Ant Man movie. He plays um, Agent Jimmy Woo, uh, and in Wandavision, love that too. Love that character. He's in, also off the boat. And that is right. And yeah. I, I think he makes it into Quantumania he does. as well. So he celebrates his 49th birthday. Yeah, I want to see him continue around in the 
uh, MCU. MCU. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see if someone does indeed have the answer to this question. What educational institution was Edgar Allan, Edgar Allan Poe thrown out of? 215-263-WMMR. We will go to Pat. See if we can get the answer. Good morning to you, Pat. <laughs> oh, are those the cars zipping by? <laughs> I love that. Uh, excellent. All right, Pat, where was Edgar Allan Poe kicked out of? The U.S. Military Academy at West Point. West Point, yeah. You're correct. Hang on, Pat. All right. Pair of tickets, and that's why he did it, to uh, join Jackie. And Brent Porsche in a suite at the Worth 400 on Sunday, April 30th at Dover Motor Speedway. NASCAR roars back to the Monster Mile at Dover Motor Motor Speedway, April 28th uh, to the 30th. Be there live in person at the edge of your seat for all the excitement. Get tickets at DoverMotorSpeedway.com. And you can at Dover get right down next to the right track. Right there. You're going to want to have some sort of ear protection. Oh, my God. But it is amazing. Well, they yep. have the, um, do they have seats that go on the, the, it's a thing that goes over the track. A little bridge. Yeah. 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 It's wild. All right, so I got a lot of stories for you. Let's start with Giselle Bunchen. She said that her divorce from Tom Brady was, quote, the death of my dream. Oh, my God. Uh, they were married for 13 years before finalizing their divorce in October. You're killing me! <laughs> Speaking, I notice you lose your accent. Uh, speaking to Vanity Fair magazine <laughs> about the end of their relationship, she said, it's tough because you imagine your life was going to be a certain way and you did everything you could, you know? I see here and I see as someone who's just had heartbreak after heartbreak, born gorgeous and fabulously wealthy. Uh, she described the speculation that her marriage ended due to Brady's U-turn and returning to the NFL. It's very hurtful and the craziest thing I've heard. She said, what's been said is one piece of a much bigger puzzle. It's not so black and white. She she drew a lot of inspiration from the film Rat Boy. Uh, Speaking about Brady's illustrious and highly successful career, Bunchen said, listen, I've always cheered for him, and I would continue forever. If Mm. there's one person I want to be the happiest in the world, it's him. Believe me, I want him to achieve and to conquer I want all his dreams to come true. That's what I want, really, from the bottom of my heart. Do you think there was any point at which their finances were intermeshed? In other words, they're both. They were both very wealthy. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know. I mean, uh, so I, I never. Uh, and after the split, I never read about any sort of contentious thing about yeah. maybe just properties, assets, yeah. maybe properties. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they have two children and ben- the trampoline. Benjamin Marine, who is thirteen, and Vivian Lake, who is ten. Uh, Bunchin was also a stepmother to Brady's 15-year-old son, Jack, from his previous relationship with uh, Bridget Moynihan. Bunchin said, sometimes you grow together, sometimes you grow apart. When I was 26 years old and he was 29 years old, we met, we wanted a family, we, want, we wanted things together. And as time goes by, we realized that we just wanted different things, and now we have a choice to make. I hate your accent. Uh, she said, <laughs> that does the way you see. Serial. <laughs> Serial. Uh, she it's said, "Raccoon, that, not hacoon." Okay, that doesn't mean you don't love the person, is what she had to say. So, no, she's found it. She's in a better place now. She's dating supposedly her uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu bodyguard. Oh yeah, boyfriend. Yeah. Okay. It'd be funny if she ended up dating like Gronk or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Aaron Sorkin, who is sixty-one years mm-hmm. old, has revealed that he suffered a stroke and is opening up about how the incident changed his outlook. 
Uh, the Oscar-winning writer of The Social Network and the creator of The West Wing told The New York Times in a story published on Wednesday that he had a stroke in November. He said it happened two months ahead of rehearsals for Camelot, the book for which Sorkin has written for its April 13th return to Broadway. He said, mostly it was a loud wake-up call. I thought I was one of those people who could eat whatever he wanted, smoke as much as he wanted, and it's not going to affect me. Boy, was I wrong. So does he explain, uh, I, I read a bit about this, President. does he explain the symptoms he experienced when he had the stroke? Yeah, he does. He woke up in the middle of the night, found himself running into walls while he was walking, but he wow. put, put off concern until the next day when he couldn't stop spilling his orange juice. Uh, the screenwriter's doctor told him that his blood pressure was so elevated that he should have been dead. Uh, and the stroke left his mark. He had trouble speaking, slurring his words for a month following the medical wow. incident and struggling uh, to type as well for a period. And now a remaining symptom is his lack of ability to taste food, he says. So, it, obviously, time is of the essence with a stroke. Uh, the sooner you can be treated, the more likely you're not going to suffer prolonged damage. Yep. So he slept on his, yeah. which um, obviously was not good. Yep. So, fortunately, I, I think it... It might not have been a very severe one. Yeah. Uh, while Sorkin once thought he was invincible, uh, he's changed his habits. The former heavy smoker quit smoking, started following a healthier diet, and has picked up working out twice daily. Says he eats exclusively pressed in pork chop sandwiches. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. Crazy that's talk. Uh, and he's also on medication. Pork chop sandwiches. And a lot of pork chop sandwiches. No, he said he's on medication. A lot of it. He said, you can hear the pills rattling around in me. <laughs> and by going public with the story, he hopes that others might be prompted to stop smoking, which is a major cause for cardiovascular disease, according to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention. We had him in the studio. It was yeah. a great interview. He, obviously, uh, he's known as a wordsmith, and uh, you know his scripts are amazing. But... Um, yeah, I, I sometimes there are people coming into the studio and, and um, you know, they'll have to go outside for a smoke or whatever. Um, I, he didn't have that air of like a smoker when he was in I here. didn't yeah. pick up on it, yeah. He said, there was a minute when I was concerned that I was never going to be able to write again. Man. But uh, he's he's doing better now, which is good. Uh, you know, it's actually... <laughs> I was hanging out with some high school kids this week, uh, and I was talking to this one How kid. How old are you? No, no. It was a, there's this event going on at my, my kid's school. It's Anyway, right. but I was talking to the one kid who's a junior, and I go, I go, does, does anybody smoke anymore? He's like, no. Nah. He's like, they, they all vape now, you know, like, you know, so nobody's smoking. I don't know if this is a... Healthier alternative? I have no it's idea. Apparently you know not. Yeah. And, well, the jury's still out on yeah. it. You know, smoking versus vaping. It's certainly not good, good. for you to do it. Right? But is it better than smoking cigarettes? Probably. Well, yeah. I, I I don't know. Stuff keeps information keeps coming out. When we were walking in Universal, Preston, there, our our guy Josh was taking us along, and we got behind two or three people who were vaping, uh -huh. and he immediately got a hard left. He goes, "I can't take that. I can't take <laughs> that." Yeah. Uh, Rick and Morty creator Justin Roiland has been cleared of domestic violence charges. Mm. Uh, the district attorney's office said we dismissed the charges today as a result of having insufficient evidence to prove the case beyond a reasonable doubt. Uh, Roiland took to social media to respond to the dropped charges writing in a statement that he is thankful that the case has been dismissed. He added, I'm uh, still deeply shaken by the horrible lies that were reported about me during this process. Does this mean he'll be reintegrated back into the Rick and Morty uh, I think, I think it's then? a little too early to say, yeah, yeah. but I certainly hope so. You I know, mean, so and, it would be and, fair. And I can understand that, uh, you know, Cartoon Network and, and, and that, that 
while this is going on that they go look mm-hmm. we we can't you know yeah. we're, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to distance ourselves for now but i hope they bring him back in for this uh he appeared in court in january for a pre-trial hearing after he was charged with one felony count of domestic battery with corporal injury and one count one felony count of false imprisonment uh, he pleaded not guilty to the charges in 2020. A second pretrial hearing was scheduled for April 27th. Uh, he said, I've always known that these claims were false, and I never had any doubt that this day would come. I'm thankful that this case has been dismissed, but at the same time, I'm still deeply shaken by the horrible lies that were reported about me during this process. Most of all, I'm disappointed that so many people were so quick to judge without knowing the facts based solely on the word of an embittered ex trying to bypass due process and have me canceled. I think we should like to see sometimes is maybe in, you know, like in the case of the producers of Rick and Morty or whoever his bosses were to say, uh, everyone's innocent until proven guilty, but we're going to put him on hiatus. Right. Mm. You know, and, yeah. and take that footing like. Um, you know, trust the process, as we've heard, yeah, but you, and see how it ends up. You just hope that, you know, when uh, the dust settles and, and yeah. th- that that if somebody is proven innocent, that they can go back to their... It doesn't happen. And it doesn't. It doesn't it, happen it, a it lot. Does not. No, and that's why it's such an effective tool. If you want to take someone out, float it out there. Mm-hmm. The damage will be done. It's like they always say the, the retraction and the, the, the articles on page one and then the retractions on page 30. Uh, Royland added that it may have succeeded even partially uh, is shameful. However, now that the legal case has ended, I'm determined to move forward and focus both on my creative projects and restoring my good name. Uh, Adult Swim severed ties with Royland at the end of January because of the domestic violence charges. The network said in a brief statement at the time, Adult Swim has ended its association with Justin Roiland. You and I had some charges levied against us, and that's where we were thrown off the cast of Glee. Yeah. And uh, we've never heard any apologies once we, we were found innocent. Never got to showcase our harmonizing I mean, talent. And I said, you know, emails from Gleeks who are missing us. Uh, Roiland then registered from uh, Squanch Games, the video game developer banner that he co-founded in 2016. Uh, Adult Swim and Hulu declined to comment on this latest development, but I would hope they would soon, and we'll see if that happens. Uh, Rick Ross, the uh, rapper, uh, the artist, uh, thanked his neighbors (laughs) for helping return his buffaloes after they wandered off his property in Fayetteville, Georgia. The dude's got buffaloes. Yeah. Yeah. They were first seen strolling around on March 13th. The spokesperson for the sheriff's office confirmed the buffaloes belonged to Ross and were safely returned to his property. Uh, the rapper uses social media to document life on his ranch, which is nicknamed the Promised Land, where he keeps horses, cows, and buffaloes. So he posted several Instagram stories on his verified account addressing the situation. He said, "I always return my, I, I always return stray animals." He said, "Make sure you always put a collar on your animals, and mine don't have a collar because you know it's mine." What? I, I have no Why? idea what, what does that, that means. mean. He said, "So." When you see my buffalo, give it a carrot. Give it an apple. They're so kind. They're so peaceful. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Thank you, everybody, for making sure all my animals got back to the promised buffalo land. Buffalo can kill you. Uh, yeah, the sheriff's office urged residents to use caution if they encounter the buffalo. Yeah, don't give them a carrot. Don't yeah. give them a sugar cube. <laughs> Although they are mostly docile, they can be unpredictable and possibly become aggressive. So, yeah, I would keep my distance. I wouldn't bring, you know, produce over to the animal. No, let Not them be. Idea. If you ever, we, if you, listen, one of the bad parts of having a buffalo is when you walk it, the kind of bag you need to bring for the poop. Yeah. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Oh, my God, yes. 
Uh, on Tuesday, Ross posted additional videos to his Instagram story of himself feeding carrots and apples to horses and buffaloes. He said, it's so beautiful here on the promised land. Uh, referring to himself as Rodeo Rick. Uh, he explained that he... You gotta like him at some level. Okay, I do. terrific. Yeah. Uh, he purchased a sprawling property spanning over 280 acres and an additional 89 acres nearby. He said, so my buffaloes, <laughs> they just really wanted to see the other side. He said, it's just like some of my young hustlers, my young brothers. You gotta get loose sometimes and see the other side. This uh, In this one Instagram story, he's wearing a Phillies jersey. I noticed that. That's really cool. Ah. Couldn't find one for the buffalo. Nope. Uh, fans have rallied around Dick Van Dyke, fearing for his safety after he crashed his car into a gate in Malibu, California, because his Lexus skidded in the rain. They've taken to social media, calling for him to stop driving after it emerged that he crashed his car. The 97-year-old lost control of his Lexus while driving to Malibu before slamming into a gate, leaving the actor with a bloody nose and possible concussion. Just had a birthday. Uh, one Twitter post, one Twitter user posted, "I love Dick Van Dyke. Have since I first saw him and Mary Poppins as a child, but he should not be driving in '97, and I hope he's okay." Well, he just had an accident a couple uh, like last year as well, right? Yeah, he's involved in another car crash, which saw him rescued from his burning Jaguar in Los Angeles. Uh, and he in, was at the wheel for that Anne Hayes accident. No, he wasn't. Uh, in his latest crash, Van Dyke was treated at the scene by paramedics as he was. Uh, suffering from a bloody nose and mouth, as well as possible concussion, he was not sent to the hospital and was picked up by a friend and driven home. So he's okay. Gwyneth Paltrow's children are going to take the stand in their mother's ski crash trial. We spoke about that oh. trial yesterday. Uh, it's reported the Oscar winner's attorney, Stephen Owens, told jurors yesterday uh, that they will hear from both 18-year-old Martin and 16-year-old Moses Martin uh, the Goop founder's husband, Brad Falchuk, will also testify. And all three family members were present during the 2016 Park City, Utah trip, in which Paltrow allegedly crashed into retired Dr. Terry Sanderson. Uh, the former optometrist, optometrist claims uh, that the incident left him with a traumatic brain injury, broken ribs, and loss of enjoyment of life. Uh, she is countersuing. He's suing for like $31 million. She's countersuing for a dollar in damages alleging that Sanderson actually mowed her down. Uh-huh. So I don't know who is who all's testifying, but she and her kids and husband are definitely testifying. So apparently just before this collision, the kids called out to her or they were doing something they wanted her to see. Uh, and I don't know how that figures into the defense, but right. we'll see. Uh, Liam Michelle, uh, speaking of Glee, missed uh, Wednesday's performance of Funny Girl because no! two-year-old son Leo was checked into the hospital for what she said was a scary health issue. Uh, she wrote on her Instagram story, I'm so sorry, but unfortunately I'll be out of the funny girl uh, today. Uh, we are at the hospital with our son dealing with a scary health issue that I need to be here for. I'm so sorry. Please uh, send us some love and strength. So Has she gotten cleared of her? Uh, remember she had a big, big run of bad press for a while? Yes. Leah Michelle? Is yeah. that uh, in the past? Has she successfully... Kathy, is she one of your clients? Did you help her get through? Her? I, I, yes, I, she hired me. Uh, we got through it, and she's doing really well she's doing now. Much can, better can now. you guys see? Yeah. What's she guilty of? Being a bitch? Uh, yes. That was basically okay. it. Yeah. Yes. So we took Madonna. the bitchiness out of her. Right. And, okay. uh, no, and made her a concerned mother. Right. In fact, she actually got her son sick so that she'd have something to talk about. Good call, Listen, yeah. he's actually not sick. Yeah. Yeah. We just made that yeah. up. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just say your tummy hurts and there's too much poo-poo in your underwear. Uh, eight celebrities, including Lindsay Lohan, Soldier Boy, Jake Paul, Neo, and porn star Kendra Lust, are in trouble Uh-oh. 
with the Securities and Exchange Commission for promoting cryptocurrencies on social media without revealing that they were being compensated for doing it. (laughs) Most of the celebrities paid more than $400,000 in penalties and interest to settle the complaint. So they're going after the... Didn't Tom Brady do that as well? Did you mention Tom Brady? I did not. Okay. I did not see his name in this list. There are some high... Uh, the um, Matt the, Damon did right. A lot of them were yeah. were. Uh, um, he was crypto. Who was who's the guy? Nick. He's I think in, he was crypto. Uh, yes, the guy who they just got. Who was uh, curly hair, kind of a, a, a goofy dude. Who was an actor? He's a, no. He's a, he's a he's an he's entrepreneur. A guy? I don't know. He's, Very okay. fine. Very fine. <laughs> Might be. Uh, so they were persuaded to promote the crypto tokens. As part of an alleged illegal scheme to boost the volume of their purchase and sale, creating the impression that uh, the tokens were actively traded. Uh, this is the first case that punishes celebrities for endorsing highly risky investments in cryptocurrency. So yeah. you got to come clean with that if you are being compensated. So That's a standard rule, is it not? <laughs> yeah, I believe so. There has to be at least a graphic at the bottom of the screen that says spokesperson compensated. Yeah, something like that. Uh, Tom Cruise reportedly remains estranged from his daughter, Surrey Cruise. Hmm. A source told Page Six exclusively that the Mission Impossible star has not seen his 16-year-old in a very long time. It is not a part of her life. Wow. He got tired of having his um, his phone answer every time he called for in the house. Oh. <laughs> uh, no, Tom, Surrey. Uh, Tom shares Surrey with his ex-wife, Katie Holmes, of course. Uh, that came and went pretty quickly. Uh, they divorced in 2011, so yeah, he's apparently nothing to do with her. I right. don't know how that how that works. You yeah. know, I mean, how you just disconnect because he's he's yeah. also um, he. I think he's the um, he got main custody of the other kids. That with uh, that was like the word early on, but right. I don't know. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I mean, as a as a parent, as a father, I don't understand why you wouldn't. Want to have any sort of something, something yeah. with yep. uh, with your biological with your child, yeah. or yeah. Eugene? Uh, Scout Willis can't wait for her big sister Rumor to give birth. A 31 year old told uh, E News at the Fashion Trust Awards, "I'm desperately excited, counting down the days." Uh, the excited aunt added, "I've already made a little hat. Oh, <laughs> I did. I made a bonnet with bunny ears. It's very cute. She looks like she's ready to go." Is like she? It, yeah, yeah, it looks like it could be. Uh, I mean, I don't know how far along she is, but she's pretty. Looks like she's nearing the end. Wow. Uh, and then Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox are reportedly on a break. Oh. Yeah, that means they're broken up, but still in contact. But they're not. An insider <laughs> told Us Weekly that the couple is very hot and cold. Uh, the source added, uh, "They well, a good have, HVAC system will take care of that." They have stalled. Wedding planning to work on their issues. Their relationship is pretty volatile at the moment. They are currently off, but still <laughs> texting each other. And uh, occasionally banging. Yeah. yeah, probably. I love you. All right. Uh, let's see. A couple more quick things. Um, Smash is heading to Broadway for the 24-25 season. Producers uh, Robert Greenblatt, Neil Marin, and Steven Spielberg announced Wednesday uh, that the adaptation of the NBC musical drama. Oh, yeah, is, is that wild? To the Great White Way. I don't remember. There, Smash. The, yeah, it was. It was like. Um, it was like uh, Nashville or up and coming talent, and uh, okay. Uh, but I, I. So they basically turned the series into a Broadway musical. Uh, the although the score will be written by Mark Shaman and Scott Whitman, who wrote over two dozen songs for the television show. The stage iteration will uh, depart liberally. 
from the series. And then one last thing. Jamie Lee Curtis has already landed her first post-Oscar role. Uh, the Everything Everywhere All in One Star will join the Amazon comedy series The Sticky. The Sticky. Sticky. As a guest star, yeah. <laughs> I went yeah. to a Snoop concert one time, and he did this call and response with the audience. And uh, he goes, uh, uh, give me some of that sticky, icky, wicky, ooh <laughs> And uh, so he had to say, you know, give me some of that sticky, icky, wicky. And then the help crowd had to go, ooh <laughs> And you were, you know, I, don't do, know right? why I remember that, yeah. but well, so did he? He had to explain that to yeah. the audience. Yeah, right? when like I it didn't say, just happen. Yeah. yeah, when I say, "Give me some of that sticky, icky, wicky," you say, <laughs> That's a long call and response. It is. It's very long. <laughs> he must is. have been high. <laughs> it's like when I say, "Pop out," you say, "Hi, Grandma." <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> There's got to be footage of that somewhere. Somewhere I it was. Um, it was uh, Snoop, Dre, Eminem at the Spectrum. So what was wow. what was the what was the call again? Sticky, icky, wicky. Yeah, give me some of that sticky, icky. I think it's sticky, icky, wicky. That's like a great show. Yeah, oh my god, dude, Eminem like yeah. stole the entire show. Really? Hi, yeah. Grandma. You think like Snoop and Dre like okay, you know, but. Eminem was like, holy crap. There right. you go. Yeah. Uh, so the sticky, by the way. <laughs> it's a oh thing now. Oh, my God, it is. Uh, so the sticky, uh, according to Variety. <laughs> I'm so glad you shared that story. Production is already underway on the series inspired by the true story. Of the great Canadian maple syrup heist. That's what this oh, is yeah. about. This is yeah. true. The, yes. This story. this story is pretty amazing. <laughs> In which 70% of the world's global maple syrup supply was stolen. Yeah. I'm not familiar with this story. So, you know, there is a big smuggling racket with maple syrup. <laughs> yeah, and, they mentioned uh, it in The Godfather. Yeah, and, well, that was molasses, right. but anyway, yeah. But I remember this, this story. It was huge. Wow. Okay. There's right. nearly $20 million worth of maple syrup. <laughs> it was recent, right? Yeah, like, yeah it was in it was 2011, 2012. Really? Yeah. yeah you reported on I it. I think we talked about it on the show. Yeah. Yeah, press I listen, you say a lot of things. Like, immediately, I, I think of uh, the, the great molasses flood in right. Boston, which was back in the 18, late 1800s or early 1900s or something yeah. like that. But I, I don't remember the great <laughs> maple syrup heist in the, in the, in the teens. Yeah, uh, yeah 2011 wow. and 2012, yeah. Okay, nearly 3,000 tons <laughs> worth almost $20 million. All right, I'm interested, and it's called The Sticky. <laughs> Let's do the clips now. All right, here we go. Uh, the drama is back oh, no. No, at an all-time high for the ladies of the Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip. Oh, my God. Here, former housewife Brandy Glanville gives the honest reason why she came back to the show. Here we go. The paycheck, number one. Um, I mean, honestly, we're coming out of COVID and a lot of productions were shut down during COVID. So there wasn't a lot to do. So, you know, when you're offered, you know, whatever we got offered. And by the way, that's going like on a girl's trip, a fun vacation for a week. Like, who's going to say no to that? Shut the f*** up. That. Uh, the Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip returns to Peacock today. If you want to talk about that, Preston, that, that sort of vocal fry thing, uh-huh. there is, a, and it's become a meme now. I saw it when it originally aired. It's Miley Cyrus 
talking. And um, she is so, it's so hard. Marissa, I have to see find it. it. I have it, to hear that. Yeah. It, she almost sounds, so she sounds even less like Mike TV and sounds more like one of the character, one of the droids from the Star Wars movies. Oh, really? It's that ridiculous. Okay. Yeah. All right, here's our next clip. Keanu Reeves is known to perform his own stunts and ups the ante in John Wick Chapter 4. <laughs> and here, the actor talks about the evolution of his character. Here we go. I think as my movie martial arts, as I've been spending more time, I'm getting a little bit better at them. I'm still not very good, but I try really hard. And... Uh, now I can be in a car and drive and do more sophisticated... Before I did a 180, now I'm going forward into a reverse 180. I'm sorry, a 180 into reverse with a gear change and then a gun. Shut up, dummy. Uh, Keanu Reeves uh, with John Wick Chapter 4 hits theaters tomorrow, by I the way. can't oh. wait. You're going can't out wait. this, gonna go out this I'm gonna weekend? I'm going to go out and see it, yeah. yeah. I, just, I love these movies, and this one apparently is sensational. All right, hang on. We still have the, the we have the sticky icky. Yeah, so I guess it's from, it's from, an from a song. song. Okay. Right. Okay. All right, let's play a little bit of that. Here we go. Okay. There we go. That's right. what that is. All right, there we go. Well, Wait. that was uh, that it's, sounded like uh, Eminem. It's I think it's Dre and uh, Snoop. We forgot about Dre is the name of that song, right? And I think it's or, the thing is called The Watcher case. The Watcher. The Watcher. Okay. Yeah. Sticky icky. Ooh-wee. When did that song come out? I like our version better. Uh, still Dre. Oh, Marissa. Uh, After all these years. So that's still Dre. And if you guys remember, Dr. Dre found Eminem. So yeah. Eminem uses that beat later. Okay. Play it again. Here you go, sorry. Some of that real sticky, icky, icky. Ooh-wee. Sticky, icky, icky. Ooh-wee. But it looks okay. like that song came out in November 1999. Okay. Uh, sticky, Somebody's talking about weed in that. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, there's lots buds. of... There's lots of videos... Of Snoop, where like somebody puts him on the spot and is like, name as many names as you can for weed. And he goes and names a bunch of them. And he's like, sticky, icky, icky. All right. Ooh-wee. 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 And there it is. There it is. We found Ooh-wee. it. Got down to the origin. Ooh-wee. All right. Ooh-wee. Uh, with that, we should take a break because we are less than an hour away from telling you what you're going to need. A very crucial piece of information. Uh, in order to win a trip to Universal Orlando Resort. So we will, around 8, tell you what you need to look for and ask you a question about some of the pictures we have at the Preston and Steve Universal Orlando Resort's photo hunt, which you can find at PrestonandSteve.com. And then we'll tell you to call in later on with the answer that we're looking for. And you might be on your way to Universal Orlando Resort. So we'll get to that around 8 o'clock. We are going to take a break. We're going to come back in just a moment or two. Hang out with us on this Thursday morning. It's MMR's Local Shots. Artists of the Month. Hailing from Fishtown, it's Velvet Rouge. the air every Wednesday at 6.30 with your host, Brent Porsche. Search Local Shots right now at WMMR.com for even more exceptional local music. Brought to you by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. And the station that's always supported Philly's music scene. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. I wanted to find out if anybody else has this issue lately, and Steve sent me an article 
uh, that might corroborate this. But uh, lately, like every day, I've been getting a text message that tells me that so-and-so, a Facebook friend of mine, has posted a, or has reached out to me or wow. has... Uh, you know, posted this, and they want they want you to comment on that, and it's clearly not a Facebook link. You're getting it in a text me. message. In a text message, yeah. What you think is like should be the last bastion of your, uh, you know, your yeah. pr- protection wall there. So I'm getting it, it'll it'll have someone whose name that you know I went to high school with or whatever has you know has r- reached out to you through Facebook. I, you know, and I've, I've deleted all of them. I've, you know, I've, I've like deleted the whole chain from my phone, so I don't have the uh, verbatim example for you. But the uh, the URL will be like, you know, http yeah. uh, slash slash fb dot, and then a whole bunch of other stuff. But the fb is supposed to be for Facebook. Hang on, Marissa's looking at me weird. Do you think it might be legitimate? All right. So I know what you're saying about getting spam text messages because I get them a lot. But Preston, I think Facebook may have updated its notification settings. And somewhere, sometime, at some point, you put your phone number on Facebook. And they just, like, through an update, said, oh, great, we're going to start, start sending him texts. Like, you're getting the notifications you would normally get on Facebook. If you were to log on to Facebook on your computer, you know, you can click the notifications and see people have commented on your photos or whatever. They're sending that to your phone. You think so? It, it could be. I've What I get... But I'm, I, I'm not going to touch it. I'm no, not I The reason yeah, why I'd be no, suspicious of it, because uh, what happens, I get, and I never use Facebook. I only used it so I could activate my Oculus. Yeah. Uh, uh, basically, uh, Preston, I'll get that my Facebook account has been locked. Oh, you know, I get that all the time. I've seen you know, that your too, recent yeah. usage has caused your Facebook account to be locked. I'll get those. I'm like, I immediately dismiss them. This is yeah. also on the. Um, this is coming from Facebook, their help center. It says if you're receiving emails or text notifications about a Facebook account that doesn't belong to you, it's possible that someone tried to use your email or mobile number to set up an account. But yeah, don't I, click on it. You still don't want to click on the link to see if it's even your yeah. account so, or not. Th- and this raises a whole series because there's so many different ones that come across. I get bombarded with, um, are, you, are you interested in selling your home? Hey, hey. Here's what happens, Kathy. Every time it comes to uh, my text messages, hey, Corey, it says. <laughs> Corey. And I don't, I don't ever respond. I just delete it. I've come to hear, huh. come to be known as that when you respond to it, yeah. Um. Then they know they have a pathway yeah, through to you, no, and it would only increase. Don't. So I deleted immediately. Yeah. No. Don't ever respond. I get the ones that say like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I'm just getting back to you. Hey, what's up? Dinner tonight? Or like something like that? <laughs> uh-huh. Like they're you know actual. I'm going out messages. with Corey. <laughs> yeah. I'm like no, 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 no. I just delete them. Right. Yeah. yeah I made the mistake of oh, yeah. I'm sorry. You got the wrong number. <laughs> no. You know. But yeah. Somebody sent me a text. You know. Hey. Blah blah. I'm like oh, sorry. This isn't you know Joe. <laughs> yeah. And then and they're like, oh, we got a real person. Somebody's there. Yeah. And then you get bombarded, right? So, yeah, two days ago, I got a phone call, and the number that came up was Ballot Kimwood. I'm like, okay, I, I you know, let me try and answer this. And um, they were like, uh, so I answer it, and they said, uh, oh, your son uh, uh, signed up for these SAT uh, study guides. And I'm like, okay. And so they just confirmed my address and blah, blah, blah. And I told my wife about it. She's like, I don't know anything about that. My son didn't know anything about it. And then, dude, later on that night, Steve, I got two phone calls right in a row. From, and so I don't know. I don't think that they're related, but you can't. Listen, you I, don't know. Dude, the guy calls two times in a row, starts yelling, 
racial slurs at me. What? Yes. Did you sign up for that? I did not. I was like, I did not sign up for this. Um, Uh, I would like to be racially berated, please. Yes, rent a racist. (laughs) Yes, I was having uh, looking for someone to yell uh, racial epithets at me all night. Uh, Oh, we can arrange that. Yeah, telling me to S his C. Uh, what? Yeah. Well, no, you, that's a different service. That's a different service. You either but, get the racial or you get the sexual. Oh, man. And so then I you just... You must have, have gone for the uh, platinum package. I blocked that phone number, <laughs> expecting to get new calls from a different phone number, but I, but I didn't. All but, right. Marissa? Well, Casey, it sounds like I, I want that guy's number. Yeah, no, you um, don't. No, I think you guys should go onto whatever social media you use or even don't use and just make sure that your SMS text messages are turned off. SMS notifications, that means your text notifications. So I think that's where some update may have just turned them on at some point. Why don't you take a quick look right now, just so, so we can get to the bottom of this, Ugh. and press it on if your phone is available, because I'll hazard a guess that yeah, well, I'll, I'll hazard a guess that it might be something just outside of that realm, because it's been such, as this article points out, such a preponderance of these Social media related, um, sort of like phishing schemes. Steve, WMMR was is been the victim of one of these. Really? Like people are going into posts of ours, like from ten, twelve months ago, and replying to listeners saying, "You won ten thousand dollars. Please give uh, us your credit card number, and we uh, will give you the ten thousand dollars." Give us your like, credit card flat number. out. I am just going to say, a bank, a credit card. Anybody is never going to ask you for your credit card number. Especially to ask you through a text through a text or a dm or yeah. anything marissa what am i supposed to do this is on my facebook app i'm supposed to look for what you have to go to settings i'll go to settings but it's like it's buried in there so Here, this might be a post show you want to come in Here, yeah i'm just I giving, can do I'm it. giving I, it to casey she's great oh, she's sugar. what'd you do well, cheese I, and crackers. I, yeah. Cheese and crackers. Sometimes sugar. the easiest thing here is to just Google go. how do I turn off SMS yeah. text messages, and then they'll tell you the password. How do you use Google? Facebook changes their settings every couple of months. Everybody does. Which, by the way, so real quick, and, and I'll go to these calls that are coming in, but apparently we in America are being attacked by more than 376 million scamming text messages per day. Crazy. Which poses Netflix, Amazon, and banks to steal uh, money or to steal your voice. Right. Which is a weird thing. Yes, we talked about that. In fact, what you talked about, Kathy, not responding, not Casey calling back and saying, hi, someone... You did never do that because uh, they can clip your voice. So. I just got a call the other day sitting in here. And again, I, it was like, an, I'm like, what is this? I need to answer this number because, yeah. you know, it could be a school or, you know, whatever. Kathy, it's me, Kathy. No, but it was, it was one of those recordings. Uh, and, you know, and, and they said my name. You know, is this really? so-and-so? And then I say yes. And then they say, can you hear us? And they want you to say yes again because they get, they say uh, that they get you I saying yes to, so that they yep. use it if they call like a bank or a credit card or whatever. And immediately a new son of a up. bitches. Don't you just hate yeah. that? Yeah, so, Kathy. I got caught yesterday. I was you know, standing in the room with Connor, and the phone rang. It was the same thing. I was like, I think I have to answer this number. <laughs> so when I answered it, I was like, mm, Yellow. Yeah. I didn't know who it was, and <laughs> just on the off chance that it was. A- <laughs> <laughs> And as it turns out, it was it was somebody I actually did need to talk to. And I was like, okay, hang on. I'm sorry that I answered the phone like that. <laughs> Steve, you're right. It'd be great if that person spoke exactly that same way on the other. Oh no. By the way, Rochelle got a uh, she got a, a, an email not too long ago, which was a flat out uh, attempt at, at blackmail, and it, and it was a lie too. It's like 
Uh, we have access to your camera on your laptop. Yeah. Oh, we yeah. have seen what you have been watching, and given the nature <laughs> of what you watch, I've gotten that. You, I've, we have recorded you, and and uh, uh, and the stuff that you watch. You know, saying that you watch some kind of deviant porn. I've gotten porn, that. I've gotten that. Or, through. or maybe even dark web stuff. And you need to send us this money right now. We're it's blackmailing just, you. Yeah, it's just blatant. And so uh, the first time I got it, I was like, I was out, I was out on the patio. I had the laptop open. I'm like, this is a scam. I pulled my pants up and went inside. <laughs> come on, yeah. come on, man. Steve, my dad, I got the same thing, uh, and he he called me because uh, you know sometimes they prey on senior citizens. Yes, this type he, of thing. and he's like, and what do I do with this? And and then I was like, Dad, it's it's uh, spam. It's you know they're they're trying to get you to commit anything, make any uh, type of thing. And he's like, I swear, I have never looked at this type of porn in my life. And I was like. Dad, I, I really I'm mostly don't... into the choke. <laughs> I like choke. I like choke ponies and stuff like that. Yeah, I like choke ponies. He Google's that all the time. <laughs> By the way, uh, Americans lost ten billion dollars to these types of scams in 2020 alone. Billion. This is when they ask you to to you know give your personal information. And, and Nick's right, a, l- a large portion of those people are senior citizens. Wow. It's like a billion. So the other one though, the the new type of scam is where con artists use AI powered tools to capture your voice and yeah. clone it in less than five seconds. Wow. Right. It says the the FTC said you get a call, there's a panicked voice on the line, it's your grandson, and this is how they use the, the voice. Uh he says that he's in deep trouble, he's wrecked the car, he's landed in jail, but you can't you you can uh, you can help by sending money. You take a deep breath and think you've heard about these grandparent scams, but man, it sounds just like him. So they're using they're trying to uh-huh. use a voice you might be familiar they're with. They're using current tech. Now, now this wasn't voice cloning. They didn't have that say five years ago, right? But now there are so many. They're actually pressing. There are free sites that do voice emulators that'll do. Uh, so the technology is all over the place, and they're so, using it. So now we're, we sh- we need to come up with with uh, safe words, essentially, <laughs> you know, some yeah. type of a a phrase or word or a question, a la a security question. You know, your mother's maiden name and things like that. Yeah, to verify who that person actually is. Uh, so, give me so some here's, of that. Here's a, go ahead. Give me, I was going to say, give me some of that sticky icky icky. <laughs> That's it. I've forgotten already. Yeah. Um, yeah, to that point. So I had, you know, they have those questions. Your what was your favorite pet? Uh, you know, uh, so, and I actually had one for our own service here and it was, and it was not a question that I had put down. So I was like, was wondering is, has this information been locked? Because what was your favorite stuffed animal as a child? I, that's never a question I go to. No. Right. So mine was either favorite pet or something like that. You're going to remember. And even then I jotted down. But any, I am so leery of giving information. It's almost like a, a built-in firewall every time someone calls. Because I'm like, this. I assume everything is a scam. Have yeah. you guys heard of uh, toad attacks? No. no. So they are telephone-oriented attack deliveries. Uh, it's a type of social engineering attack that lures potential victims to con- uh, contact fr- fraudulent call centers. And these this is exactly what you're talking about, President. Threat actors and attempt to steal credentials yeah. or install malware. And they use, Steve, they, like when they get the email, yeah. it's Norton, PayPal, McAfee, yes. all of these legit companies. Yes. And that's what baits you into thinking, oh, this actually might be some kind of real security threat. I have an alarm on my phone that indicates when a toad attack is coming in, Preston. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, it's the sound. You can avoid that by Don't having attack. that set up. Don't attack. Uh, <laughs> let me go to some calls. I have uh, Barry. We'll start with. Hi, Barry. Morning. Hi, Grey Mom. Hi, Grey Mom. <laughs> What's up, Barry? 
at least once a week, at least once a week, I get a text message from a random number saying um, just put a local organization, and they switch the organization up uh, every text. Local organization, get your shirt, get your T-shirts 10% off, click this link. And it's local stuff. It says my name in there. Um, but w- So what I do, T-Mobile has a text spam service. You forward that text to their, um, to their like, short number. Um, and then uh, Apple has a junk, like, notification right. button underneath it. So and so it, it, it'll, well, it's, it'll so, apply that notification to it? Well, so uh, I'm asking, will it apply that notification, that junk notification, if you were to get it again? Yes, every time I've gotten those texts, okay. uh, that junk notification will come up. All and, right. and it looks like, because it's from a random number, so I guess Apple uh, assumes that it's a junk message uh, if it's from a random number. I've been yeah. reporting this Facebook thing as, as junk, and, and it still, it still comes, still comes, still comes back. So, did, so did, when did I you, get a new one, I'll show it to you guys. Did you check your settings, by the way, and was it, in fact... What, I don't know, Casey okay. handed my phone right. back. I, yeah, so his notifications were turned on. Oh, oh they okay. were? Yeah. Okay. Ah. Uh, by the way, somebody texted and said the best safe word you could uh, you could possibly use would be Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you this: the the um, <clears throat> the the ones that that are are very um, I don't know polished. I'll say come in the form of emails. And Preston, you've talked about it. They'll actually grab the like Apple Tech graphics, sure. And so that'll appear in the email. Make it look legit. As, yeah, you need oh, to provide yeah. us with your access. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, I've gotten those before, but I mean, you just have to. You call. You, you have yeah. to look close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if can, Apple has one P. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let me go to Mike. Hey, Mike. Morning. Hey, is uh, is Corey there? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Corey. What's up, Mike? Hey, so actually, the same thing going on that Steve has going on, except not Corey. I get text asking for Beth <laughs> all the time. Okay. Maybe we should introduce them. I don't know. Like, I think Corey and Beth would probably get along. Yeah. And and they're always asking about my house. Do I want to sell my house? Do yes. I sell my house? So I googled my number and the and the, the word Beth and name Beth. And someone down the Jersey Shore has their contact info as my cell phone number, and it's Beth. Wow. Interesting. So I keep getting these text messages asking for Beth. So what did I'm you like, do? What did you do to determine it was somebody down the down the shore? Yeah, so I just Google this number, hmm. and it comes up as somewhere down near like LBI. All right. Sure. Wow. Huh. And somebody somewhere along the line had <clears throat> written down your number as their contact info. Yeah. Wow. So All right. I well, yeah. I, just, I just write back not Beth, and I block that number. And it, yeah. and I think they're actually legit. I don't think they're spam. I think it's actually. Like people in, 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 in real estate asking if I want to sell my house. So, so, so Mike, do you think that by, by responding to it, you're inviting more um, because now they know you're, you're, the, you're there and you're ready to receive person. messages? Yeah. I, just, I, can't, I can't imagine that, the, that it would be best. Like, why is it best? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess they just, that website. None unless they're a fan of the Kiss song. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> yeah. We had, uh, for, for years, I guess the number that, that we had at my house, our, our landline number, I think the people that had it before were total criminals. Oh, okay. Uh, so we we were in in, uh, in in a sense that they were scamming money, right? Uh, that uh, for years, and I mean 
15 years, something like that, we would get calls regularly of people looking for them mm. or people calling from prisons trying to access That's got to be a little uh, it was unnerving. Weird. And we couldn't shake it. And, yeah. and finally they stopped. I think it's because we really just don't use the landline much anymore. We, we, I can't. Listen, I don't even have a phone connected to the landline anymore. Uh, let me go to, hang on a second here. Steve's works in IT security. Hi, Steve. You're on the air. Good morning, bud. Hi. Get Zeus. Get Zeus. up, man? Uh, so I just wanted to call, and one of the best things you can do is you, if you ever get a uh, call where they're pretending to be, or a text message where they're pretending to be from a legitimate organization, this is what I tell my parents who are elderly at this point. I tell them, don't respond. Get the company on your own. Oh, so contact the company. Contact the company on your yeah. own, okay. Email or a text message pretending to be Amazon. Yeah. For example, that was a common one for a long time. Yes. What they do, what you do is you say, okay, let me call Amazon or check Amazon on my own. Steve, you're, you're, you're absolutely right because um, when I, I was getting uh, a whole run of those Amazon notifications, your account has been locked. And so I never respond directly to the message. I call customer support at Amazon and get someone on the phone. And every time Steve was like, no, everything's fine. So, yes, that's a, that's a good uh, piece of advice. It says here, Steve, you had an incident one time, though, about your uncle. Yes, yes. It was actually my father. They called my father and tried to pretend that my uncle was kidnapped. Now, if you know my uncle, you know this man doesn't go anywhere with a, uh, without at least five guns. Uh, okay. <laughs> 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 we knew it wasn't real because we would have seen this on the news. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Thanks, yeah. Steve. And I wonder the the uh, the converse to this. Uh, I think that'd be the proper, yeah. uh, the opposite of this. Yeah. Would be conversely uh, would be that uh, people have gotten legitimate messages yeah, yeah. and not believe them, and and not believe them, yeah. and passed on them. It was something important, uh-huh. Preston. I well. think I would I would easily fall into that camp because I just don't believe anything. Anyone, it has to say there's a specific set of of things that I have to see before I'm even going to remotely entertain it. I told you guys the story before, but I won my oh. friend a Hummer H2. <laughs> yeah. And he got the phone call. He's like, I, what? No. No. And then he hung up, and then they called him back, and they're like, are you sure? You won an H2. I would never believe that. I know. Never. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm, Espe- I'm well, you're sure. Absolutely. Your friend, your friend had entered you without your knowledge, No, right? I entered him. Entered oh, him. okay. That I was it. Him. Press, oh, I think the best thing to do is forward the link to your work email and then open it on a work computer. Yeah. 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 If we have not learned yeah. anything from right. our, our training, our training, yeah. our IT training I here at the radio station. I have a foolproof method, Kathy. <laughs> I never look at my work email. <laughs> you never open I an never email. I never do. And Bill, so Bill knows it. Bill will come down and say, I'm going to tell you in person because I know you'll never check your email. And oh. that's how I avoid opening up stuff in that'll in, that'll infect the system. Our email system's horrible. It's horrible! It's and then it randomly selects other. Like, w- w- and nine times out of ten, I got sick of finding things that were very relevant to my current day-to-day activities here at MMR in your sitting other? in the junk folder. In the, junk, right. in the spam folder. Yeah. Yep. And now they have a new feature where every email outside of the company says it's from outside of the company. So that's what you see in the preview instead of, like, what the person's writing yeah. you. Do you know yeah. what sucks ass in a major way, one of my pet peeves, is this thing about making it part of an email chain. So the email goes out. They respond. Mm -hmm. You never see it because you don't sit there in front of the computer watching for activity. Oh, Oh, another response. (laughs) Steve, not to sidetrack too much, but last week I had to do a lot of corresponding with people at Universal. And there were... 
two dozen emails in one particular chain and like t- trying to navigate through all of those yeah. and figure out the the tiny bit of information you need yes. in that email chain right. is exhausting. And you're sitting there like, like trying to, to go through 30 pages to yeah. get to the bottom and says where to go. Exactly. Yeah, I need this number. Yeah. By the way, back to the topic though, a text says I work for a bank and the fraud department and the scams that get people to give info are wild. Yes. And uh, here's the deal. They, they've now, not that it's brand new, but it's been escalating, but you, you're getting more text scams like straight up to your phone how do they get this number pretending to be something else and if you're not careful you will touch it you know and no you're right it wasn't long ago where you say oh this is a text this has to be someone who knows me and that's not the case anymore yeah uh let's see we have a ton of calls up here i will go next to jared uh jared you're on the air good morning back off war child (laughs) seriously seriously Seriously. what's up man (laughs) So uh, I've, been getting, I've been getting these crazy text messages from, like, Hulu and Disney Plus uh, with a verification number. Yeah. So I went on my account uh, Tuesday, and I was like, wow, I'm paying $26 every month. And, like, I just haven't noticed that it's been mm. coming out since October of last year. Wow. I called Hulu, and they're like, um, yeah, you're subscribed to HBO, Showtime, Max. I was like, I never did any of that. Wow. Like, you have an account in the Ukraine. And I said, uh, of course not. I live in Douglasville, Pennsylvania. <laughs> they're like, they like, oh, well, someone from Ukraine has your account, and they are streaming all these platforms on oh, your cool. Hulu. Man. You know what and you need to do? Here's, here's, here's what you do. Here's what you do. You call them and you say this. Back off, War Child. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> No, dude. That so so they, they someone from the and this this happens quite often too. They'll get your streaming information. Um, there's, now, mind you, if if you've paid for a now, you never subscribe to any of this. No. So that that's a, that's a problem. If if they had simply gotten your access information, right. that would be a different thing. But the fact they were able to activate a streaming account and it's not you. That, so how did it end up getting rectified? Uh, so they actually they reimbursed me, uh, you know, all that money. Thank God. Right. But uh, yeah, they they said like change the password and everything. So we did all that. But they told me on the phone that this is actually happening a lot to Hulu people that share their accounts. Mm. Yeah. I once it hits like two or three platforms, then your email is actually open for other people to access. Yeah, oh, it's wow. like a virus. I don't. Wow. I never do that. I never share that stuff. And and I I will always. Every periodically, if I change or have to update information on one of the accounts, I'll hop into the other ones and just check the status. And a lot of times, you know, it's a good idea. Cancel the sir, even if you want to use it, cancel yeah. it and and open another account. Right, just sort oh, of yeah, clear. My, my dad's going to be mad. I, I texted him yesterday. I'm like, sorry, Dad, but you can't have my platform no more. Yes, yeah. no. Yeah. You don't know what he's up to. All right, all those trips to the Ukraine. Thanks, Jared. <laughs> Appreciate it. We did. One time we stayed at a hotel, and you can, you know, sign into your Netflix accounts on the TVs uh, in some hotels. And I did that and did not sign back out. Uh, and uh, whoever yeah. rented after us, uh, whoever whoever had the room after us, uh, got on board our account. Somehow or another, they were able to. And they and it took a while, but we eventually got it off there. I forgot how we ended up handling it, but I didn't Didn't they say they happen. were able to access your camera, and they watched you watch yeah. Massive Meaty Men from they your did. hotel room? They did. But did it's they, a classic. <laughs> did they do, like, bad things with it? Or... I forgot how we found out. I think that, uh, like, we were getting logged out at our own home because That's there were too happened. many oh, screens. Really? Yeah. 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 And we found out someone else had access to it. Uh, and so I managed to get in there and find a way to 
cut them off yeah. somehow or another. I yeah. don't remember how that happened because this was years ago. They need to stop doing it because I won't, I won't log on to well, any of my streaming things yeah. in the hotel. I just yeah. won't do it. I'm not going to do it either. Oh, no, no, no. In fact, some of them will include a complimentary hotel subscription. Right. right. And I don't know. I, I guess that's they have some sort of corporate thing. But no, I would never enter in password information on a hotel uh, television. I'm going to go to Nick next. Hi, Nick. You're on the air. Yeah, what's up? You guys rock. Oh! Yeah, buddy. All right, so tell us uh, what you want to share here. Yeah, so uh, I, I get a lot of these calls uh, on my cell phone, and sometimes they come up with, like, a real name, and it looks like it's somebody in their contacts. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I get I get one about three months ago, and it says Karen Hill, and I just watched Goodfellas. <laughs> yeah, Karen. it's Lorraine Bracco. I love, uh-huh. I, I love to mess with these guys. So I pick up the phone, and I go, Karen that was $80,000 you flushed down the toilet. <laughs> yes. You yes, you did? Karen, they never would have found out, Karen. <laughs> oh, my God. And I'm screaming. And the guys on my loading dock are cracking up. Oh, my Finally, God. Finally, <laughs> I, totally, I go totally quiet. And the guy goes, uh, uh, I'm looking for Nick. And I go, uh, who's this? He goes, oh, he goes, this is Brian from our corporate office. He's like, I need to talk to you. Oh, my God. Oh my God. <laughs> you did a routine. Yeah. Dude, and, and the whole bit is about flushing drugs. I felt like the biggest tool. I was yeah. like, oh, no, no, no. You, what, you did, what you did transcended the toolness, and it was so genius that we're going to give you points for that one. Yes. They never would have found us. Yeah. Oh, my exactly. God. We needed Nick. that money. That's hilarious, Nick. Yeah. All right. Thanks, man. Uh, yeah, the call stuff, I have no problem. I, I just pretty much, if I do not flat out recognize it, I'd forget it. I'm, and, not, I'm not answering it. That's it. And even, uh, you know, for a while they were doing the thing that it's a number that looks similar yeah, to your yeah. number. Yeah, yeah, I'd stopped. I, that had become desensitized to. But now the text thing has started to happen more often. And that kind of throws me off. I'm like, just ignore. I because, know. listen, the mindset is this. If it's really something important and it's really something that's going to impact you, they will contact you in person yeah. or they will contact you with a certified piece of mail. Yeah. And that's the only way you can really tell. A couple of quick calls and then we got a break because we got to give away this trip. And I'm going to go to Dan next. Hi, Dan. Morning, bud. Good morning. What's happening, my man? I got a call from Comcast yesterday saying they're going to save me 15% uh, off my bill. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that sounds great. Then they tell me you got to pay four to six months up front. I'm like, ah, oh, this doesn't sound right. Right, yeah, yeah. So I get off the phone and I call him back. I was like, hey, can I talk to your supervisor? They say, okay, sure. Same guy gets back on the phone. I'm like, all right. Hmm. This is, this is fishy. Like, what's going on here? Why do I have to pay up front? Like, and why do you keep saying you're Comcast instead of it Xfinity? Uh, well, we're Comcast Xfinity. Okay. <laughs> now, I'm going to hang up now. So I hang up and actually call Comcast or Xfinity. And they're like, oh, this is like the third call today we've gotten. We're okay. going to put you on the security block. Make sure everything's okay. Like, all right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's that's a flat out full on scam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, they're they're just trying to get you to to fork over whatever you can, any any uh, cash. But that goes to the point. Call Thanks, the company yeah. directly. Talk to one of the representatives. Yep. They'll certainly have it in the system if they're doing something like that. Yep. And Absolutely. you never pay anything up front. But the uh, the texts are are apparently stepping way up. I've noticed it. Uh, yeah, I definitely have. So just make sure, and especially talk to. 
Uh, if you have some uh, some elderly family members or something like that that might fall for this type of thing, make sure you, you bring them up to speed on, on what's going on and just <laughs> never, ever, you know, trust thing that's not straight from your... Uh, from your address book. Absolutely. I got a good, good piece of advice from a friend of mine who's a Nigerian prince. Uh-huh. And he said... <laughs> he needed some money first. Well, though, you're right? helping yeah. him, yeah, right? I'm helping him out. Yeah, He's a good should. guy. And gonna, uh, you'll make yeah, money He'll be good it. for it, yeah. yeah. All right, well, no scam on this, gang. We have a trip to give away to Universal Orlando Resorts. And when we return, we'll tell you what you need to do in order to win this morning yet another trip. We have today and tomorrow to go. Uh, before we wrap this up, so don't miss your opportunity. We'll be back in just a moment. It's a scientific fact. People like free shit. And at WMMR.com, you can find out how to score yourself some of that, like concert tickets, autographed gear, and even cash. Become an MMR VIP to get extra chances to enter online at WMMR.com. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Everyone loves a smart investment, and there is no better place to put your money right now than in your home. And Window Nation has the perfect offer for anyone with a home at least 20 years old. Protect and increase the value of your home and energy efficiency by installing new windows from Window Nation. Window Nation is making it insanely easy to do so with 0% interest for five years. Plus, Window Nation will give you two windows free with every two you purchase. 866-90-NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them Preston and Steve sent you. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We have a very cool opportunity for you right now, my friend. Listen closely. I want you to go to PrestonandSteve.com and look through the Universal Photo Hunt Challenge Photo Gallery because we have a chance for you to win a trip to Universal Orlando Resorts. And here is your clue. What marine mammal is in one of the photos? What marine animal in one of the photos? Even more specific, what marine mammal Mammal is in one of the pictures? And do not call now with your answer. We want you to go and see if you can find out the answer first. And then later on during the show, we will ask you to call in, be a designated caller, and answer that question. The correct answer We'll get you a trip for two to Universal Orlando Resort with flights provided by Spirit. Okay? So, again. It's great. What marine mammal is in one of the pictures? Go to PrestonandSteve.com and check out the Universal Photo Hunt Challenge photo gallery to find out that answer. Later on, we'll ask you to call. And from sending you on a high-speed coaster to putting a towering volcano right outside your hotel room... Nobody tests limits of absolute awesome like Universal Orlando Resort. And we're excited to give yet another trip away today. Let's do the Bizarre File. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. All right, we're going to get right into it. And we're going to start with this story. Uh, you just, this is right out of a movie. Two Virginia inmates busted out of a jail. <laughs> 
and headed to a local IHOP after using a toothbrush to dig a tunnel through their cell wall on Monday. So totally Shawshank. Yep. And they end up at the IHOP. Yep. It, it kind of reminded me a little bit of uh, Raising Arizona yeah. as well. Yeah. There's some uh, some movies that definitely tie into this. The Prisoners, 37-year-old John Garza and 43-year-old Arlie Nemo were captured at the Pancake Joints location about seven miles away from the Newport News Jail that they escaped from hours earlier. Garza and Nemo used primitive made tools constructed from a toothbrush and metal object to break open their cell wall and access unsecured rebars between the walls. Uh, They then used a rebar to break a small hole in the wall and climb through. Once out of the jail, uh, the men scaled the containment wall and made a run for it. They ended up at the International House of Pancakes in Hampton. I'm sure having sex was second on the list. Where police arrested them in the early morning hours on Tuesday. You know how good pancakes are. Bystanders at the IHOP had noticed the two inmates and had called the police. Uh, Garza was being held on charges including contempt of court probation violations and failure to appear. Uh, Nemo was in custody for charges including credit card fraud, credit card larceny, forgery, possession of burglary tools, grand larceny, contempt of court, and probation violation. So for a short period, they were finding Nemo. (laughs) They were. Uh, The sheriff said that the inmates exploited a construction design weakness to make their escape, and they got out. Wow. A Florida man slapped his wife in the face with a slice of pizza during an argument in their residence. Uh, according to cops, reported that they who reported that the alleged uh, crime scene was sauce splattered. Hawkins is up. Uh, police were dispatched to a residence in Marion County in response to a 911 hang up, and upon arriving, the home officers encountered uh, Ortelio Alfonso, who said that he had a verbal altercation with his spouse. The victim, however, said that the dispute turned violent, telling officers that Alfonso grabbed a slice of pizza and slapped her in the face. <laughs> Uh, with it, and the woman said the couple had been arguing about the disciplining of their son. It's not blood, it's marinara. After being handcuffed and read his rights, Alfonso reportedly admitted striking the victim with the slice of pizza in the face, added that he threw the pizza, No, did not physically strike the victim with his hands, just with <laughs> the pizza. That's a distinction. All right, which, which piece, what type of pizza do you think would make the most formidable weapon? Oh. I'm going to go with the deep dish because it has to be in the dish, right? Yeah, uh, probably. I-, I would say that anything that has, uh, like, bacon bits on it. Yeah. Because uh, those Shrapnel. could be kind of sharp. Yeah. You know, so who knows. Uh, Rick Rodriguez and three of his friends were on a three-week sailing journey. They had started near the Galapagos Islands and were on their way to the French uh, to French Polynesia Just shy of two weeks into their journey, however, they found themselves in a lifeboat floating in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. The boat started to sink after hitting a whale. Yeah. And Rodriguez texted his friend, and he said, Tommy, this isn't a joke. We hit a whale, and the ship went down. Tommy want wingy. (laughs) Uh, They drifted for 10 hours before a civilian ship finally rescued them. Tommy want wingy. They had a pretty kick-ass lifeboat, though. Did you see what they had? I didn't. Yeah, it's a a real top level. There was a cover over it. It looked pretty good. Rodriguez said that uh, he and his friends were eating pizza at about 1.30 when they heard a loud bang. Some 15 minutes later, the boat sank. Uh, The friends quickly collected essential supplies like water, food, and documents, and then they scrambled into the lifeboat. Rodriguez, who fortunately still had some charge left in his portable Wi-Fi device, was able to reach out for help, and he told his friend, tell as many boats as you can 
Uh, his friend was a sailor, by the way, and uh, he had also said battery is dangerously low. But Here's they, a picture of it, Preston. They managed to get uh, rescued. Yep. Yeah. Right. So Full they did cover. all right. Yeah, yeah. A 29-year-old who pretended to be a student, this is a follow-up story, at New Brunswick High School in New Jersey lasted only a week before the school discovered her birth certificate was fake. Uh, Heijong Shin's attorney, Darren Gelber, uh, said the Rutgers University graduate knows she made a mistake and that it was her longing for the kinds of friendships she had in high school that made her decide to do it. I feel bad for I her. I'm going out for the field hockey team. What about you girls? Uh, Gelber said... Anyone have a lighter? Uh, Shin is a South Korean citizen who came to this country alone when she was 16 to attend a private boarding school and that she missed that kind of atmosphere. Miss Prescott, can I go to the nurse? I'm having menopause flashes. Uh, <laughs> seeking it again at New Brunswick High. Uh, Shin's ruse earned her a grand jury indictment and a third-degree offense for false documents and hindering her. It is. It is sort of. Um, it's you know you want to recapture that that yeah. innocence. I get it. Yeah. You just can't do it that you just way. Can't do it that way. Go to Floral and Hardy. Uh, Shin and her attorney are hoping that she will be accepted into the pre-trial intervention program and serve no time. Uh, police had earlier released a statement which said in part of its investigation that nothing had revealed that Shin's intentions for enrolling were to bring harm or violence to the student, staff, or faculty. Couldn't they just make it right? I won't I won't pretend to be a student 50 times on the chalkboard. Uh, Gelber says once this is resolved, however, uh, however it is resolved, uh, after 13 years in the United States, she wants to return to South Korea. Uh, Her next court date but she made the right choice is pending. Of the Koreas. <laughs> All right, and then uh, finally, we will do one more story and wrap it up. Let's end with this one. A kidnapping victim escaped from the trunk of his own car after police said the suspects crashed into a home in Seattle Thursday morning. Mm. Officers found a vehicle on fire just after 5 a.m. after it slammed into a home. Witnesses told police a man climbed out of the fiery vehicle after the collision. Brooks Miro saw the car be, uh, uh, begin to smoke after the crash. He got his children and dog out of the house as a fire began to spread at the corner of their home. Uh, a neighbor, Cheng Yu, said, then we heard screaming, uh, and I think it was them trying to scream for help. Uh, the 63-year-old male victim uh, was, uh, I'm sorry, he helped the 63-year-old male victim across the street. He said he was beat up pretty bad. They had cut his face with a knife mm. and had beat him up badly. Where's the closest IHOP? Uh, the victim reported that he was assaulted by several suspects, bound and placed in the trunk of his own vehicle. Uh, the Seattle Fire Department extinguished the fire and treated the victim for non-life-threatening injuries, and it was taken to the hospital. Uh, no suspects have been found. Do yet, most? By the way. I know most vehicles, right? I'm just maybe I'm just assuming incorrectly that inside a trunk there is a release. Most vehicles these days have a release to open up the trunk if you are yeah. in the inside. Yeah. When did that become um, available? I mean, are th- I'm sure there are cars on the road now that predate that, right? right. Yeah, I want to say it was because I remember stories in the in the mid nineties of yeah. that happening. So uh, I think around then it seems like that might have been it. Yeah, all of the new cars have it, and the reason I know that is because I took Jason and his friends to the car show, and they were locking themselves in the trunks <laughs> and trying to get out, see who could oh, get God. out. Hilarious! So they were finding the latches in all of the trunks. That's <laughs> uh, a kid. I probably did that too. Yeah, I would have yeah, done yeah. that for sure, <laughs> without question. All right, and there you go. That's the uh, Bizarre File for you. I'll mention this one more time. The clue that we are passing along, do not call in now for it. Listen later on. 
But with the precedent, Steve, trip a day to Universal Orlando Resort Photo Hunt Contest, what marine animal is in, what marine mammal is in one of the pictures? All right, so go find that out. Hang on to that answer. Later on, we'll ask you to call in with it, and we're going to give away a trip for two to Universal Orlando Resort with flights provided by Spirit. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back in just a moment. Stay with us. your busted bracket turned this month into March sadness? Well, this weekend on MMR, all your picks are winners with our slam dunk fill in the block party. We'll pick two from your favorite MMR, then alley-oop it to you to take it to the hole with your request for song three. So, keep our number handy. 215-263-WMMR or text us with your name, Vine Village and song pick at 39333. Because even if you're out of the office basketball pool, you're still a top contender with our slam dunk fill in the block party weekend on 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Real quick, got a, a text uh, about that song, Daylight, from John Down. Uh, somebody texted and said, you guys should really see my two-year-old sing every word to Daylight. <laughs> I'd love to see that. This song, him, the meaning of this song, I love you, Colson, love dad. Uh, and then it says Leon from uh, Salem, New Jersey. So isn't that sweet? Aww. Leon. Leon. <laughs> Kid's got a great voice. No, yeah, that, that is a beautiful song. It just it is. is an ultimate uh, inspiration. Um, real quick, couple of shout-outs and plugs and things like that. I got this email, missed it by a day, uh, but this is from uh, Paul Huffman. Uh, send me a link, the email about his experience at Cardboard Classic, how much fun it was, and his wife oh, yeah. uh, wore the wrong boots and they fell apart while yes. she was there and they had to go buy some new ones. Uh, and by the time they came came back. They had gotten there early, but by the time they came back, the place was mobbed. <laughs> Anyhow, he would like to request a 60th birthday juicy shard-out for my beautiful Irish lass, Kathy. March 22nd. She's truly the love of my life. He says, I listen every day because I work from home. MMR is my extended family. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I thank you all uh, for what you do. And then he writes, lastly, Nick, it was me that wanted to bring you guys tomato pie, <laughs> and now I completely understand how that would not have worked at the Cardboard Classic. I also apologize because it was me that called to you while you were reporting the Cardboard Classic at the finish line, and I said, hey, Nick, tomato pie. <laughs> Probably completely took you off guard. My apologies. Anyway, thanks again for letting me write. And for entertaining us all with your show, Amana yeah, he writes at the end there. So a shout out real quick. You know, well, do you? I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt. Do you remember the guy saying tomato pie? I do, and, and it, he had offered it up, which was really nice. And I do love tomato pie. Yeah. So thank you, Paul. And, and honestly, like I think maybe it was his first cardboard classic. He was just trying to coordinate it. He, he was wanted, by us too. So he, he was. Yeah, he, he started was. by us, uh, and you were half, at the halfway point. And he, the nicest guy, offering up the box, and like we just, I, like, yeah. my fingers. I, it's so Maybe. generous, so wonderful, but we got a couple things going on. And he wanted to do something nice for the show, so I appreciate yeah. that, Paul. Uh, and um, we'll set up a tomato pie exchange another time. Yes. Ah, yeah, you know? very good. Uh, then a little, uh, little bit of a plug, Rooney, uh, super fan, uh, Cast Iron Kyle, uh, who comes out to all of our events and, and uh, emails and texts all the time. Uh, he wanted me to mention this, and I have no problem doing this. He said, I finally got my first gig in the food world because he does these cast iron yes. uh, pans. He yeah. sells them. Uh, he said, I'm super excited. I'm going to be the judge at the Boston Hot Sauce Festival. 
And I've decided to bring along some pickles from the Fishtown Pickle Project, including your collab, uh, to give out to my friends up north at no charge. Uh, so he just wanted me to mention the the Boston Hot Sauce Festival. And if you happen to be headed up that way, uh, it's bostonhotsaucefest.com. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, he actually just started doing something. I, I think he just started doing it. It's kind of cool. I haven't seen anything like this uh, where he takes, like, uh, old silverware and he bends them into, like, turns them into rings. I'm down with that as well. Um, Yeah, that's been around for a while. Yeah, I remember that back in the day. But uh, Preston, you got to form a band for the uh, for the summer, the the Philadelphia Pickle Project. Yeah, start a band. Yeah, like because I mean, it just has it's a perfect name. It is. You're right. Chicago Transit Authority, right? Yeah, it's a lot like that. You're right. Okay, we'll work on that. Maybe uh, uh, my group uh, that we played down at the shore, uh, five times famous, (laughs) we'll change it to Fishtown Pickle Project. All right, so this one says, hey, Preston, can I get a shout-out for Pat and Steve at CP Printing Solutions in Ivyland, PA, for donating all the printed material for the 26th Annual Morris Animal Refuge Furball Gala. That's tomorrow night. Small husband and wife uh, ran print shop. And they're the hardest workers I know. And that's from John Bodor, who wants a shout out for that. So I'm emceeing the event. Normally we'd have ah. them in, but it, it actually it's at the Franklin. It's sold out instantly. You know, the Franklin is a wonderful uh, place. And, of course, the Morris The Franklin Animal. Institute? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, uh, so uh, that's tomorrow night? Tomorrow night. And All I'll right. be wearing a tuxedo for that. Oh, very good. Yeah. Uh, here's the one that says, uh, hey, Preston and Steve, I would like to give a shout-out to my dad who has been a fan uh, even after we moved out of Pennsylvania, and he has listened to you guys for most of his life. So can you give a shout-out to my dad, Brad Smith, who lives in New Hampshire? Ah. So this is for Brad, and that is from Connor. Uh, And then a couple non-shout-outs, but just uh, acknowledgments here. Uh, This is from Allie Smith, who is from Bucks Co., by the way. And she said, greetings, President Steve Crew, longtime listener, first-time emailer. I'm writing from day seven of a 30-day 150 plus mile trek to Everest Base Camp. Wow! And the surrounding area. No oh, she's got to got to keep in touch with us. And I wanted to say thank you for keeping me entertained on the trail. Whenever I need to pick me up to get over the next ridge, I pop in my headphones and listen to the show. Thanks for keeping my spirits high as the air gets thin. You guys rock. Now I was sent this. Uh, last week, I didn't get a chance to get to it. It was a week ago, last Thursday. So Man. hopefully, she's doing okay and is there by now. And I'm sorry, how many days and how many <clears throat> miles? Uh, seven day, three hundred. Uh, seven. She was on day seven of a thirty day, one hundred fifty plus mile oh. trek. You can do um, base camp relative. <laughs> not easily isn't the right word, but the, the summoning Everest is next to impossible. And and right. one out of four people who try to do it die. So it's not on my bucket list at all. However, at some point in my life, I'd really like to visit base camp. Uh, you know, Nick, all I want to be able to do is to see it in the horizon even. Yeah. And that would be enough. I'm so amazed and fascinated by all the lore and the stories and the history. Uh, it would just be breathtaking to see that. But, you know, they'll go up to that that first base and, and live there for a couple of weeks to climatize. Yeah. It's yep. such an elaborate process. So that's from Allie Smith, and she says, I'll try to let out a hearty yoo-hoo when I get to the Everest-based camp for Don't cause an avalanche. No, yoo-hoo. So give you a good one that's here what she's going to do. Yee-hoo! So she'll throw one of those out there. And then the last one I have and this is, he sent me something for the City Beat, which we're not going to do today. So maybe tomorrow, I don't know if I'll have a chance to mention it or not. But it's from an old friend of ours. And it was, and, I, and I'm just so happy that he's still listening to the show. Our buddy Kevin from Seven Seconds in Kevin. Oh, we love 
seven seconds in Canada. <laughs> at, at, we, a good the, friend of ours from Keenan's broadcast. Er, the yeah. early days of the Keenan's live broadcast. <laughs> Uh, Kevin, who I think lost a lot of weight, he did over the lose years, a lot of weight. But he he had a, he had a, he, he had packed on a lot of weight, and we <laughs> we did a we did a contest where if you got I think if you got the answers incorrect, you had to do seven seconds in Kevin, and mm-hmm. Kevin wore like butt floss or something yeah, like that, yeah. and would That's essentially right. put his ass cheeks uh-huh. on your face uh-huh. for seven seconds, and he was. Hilarious, he was man! Great. So I was so happy to hear from Kevin. Uh, this Kevin Mason, by the way. So, buddy, thanks for reaching out. I appreciate that, and I will use your story huh. uh, maybe tomorrow. We'll see about that. All right, I wanted to point something out. All right, that um, Kevin Gunn had uh, had noticed the other day. So he's kind of the noticer. We're not doing the noticer no, right now, but sub notice. So yeah. So and uh, I, I told it to Marissa, and she did indeed find this. But there is a TV commercial for the Philadelphia Orchestra, all right? And you know uh, what these, it, it shows uh, dramatic yeah. uh, shots of the orchestra and the conductor, and they're, they're, they're playing this music, and, and uh, you know, it's at the Kimmel Center, and looks really, really cool. And you see these big, flashy graphics that pop up, and they say, you know, like, it's astounding, the New York Times. Right. Uh, Better than cats. Amazing, well, listen to this, amazing performance, you know, The Guardian, uh, and then another one says, you know, something, uh, wonderful experience, an out-of-body experience, Vogue. Yeah. And then the very last graphic that pops up, huge, says, the greatest orchestra in the world, the Preston and Steve show. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wait, wow. What? I did not know that. I kid you not. It's the New York Times. It's the Guardian. I've seen this commercial. It's Vogue. It's a bunch of other publications that are worldwide in Germany and oh Scotland God. and all this. And the very last there one, the greatest orchestra <laughs> in the world. And show. underneath it, it says the Preston and Steve show. That's hilarious. I, I think I know how this happened. I think when we were in London. Do you remember we spoke to the conductor of the yes. Philadelphia yeah. Orchestra because they were going to be playing at Albert Hall. Yes. And we had him on. He was on. great, by the way. No, if it I... wasn't when we were there. It wasn't? They, they, we were, were, they, were, they were there. They were yeah. No, no, actually, we found out they had they were back by a couple of days, but they had been there. It was when the Queen died. Yes. yes. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. And I believe one of us must have said, yeah. you are the greatest orchestra well, in the world. I, I, would I think it was, it was me, actually, oh. um, because I, I talked about the history and the fact that they're uh, a worldly known good orchestra. And um, they they've been had been playing around the world. They, you know, the Philadelphia Orchestra was the conducting was the orchestra for Fantasia in 1940. Right. And, and so there's a long and storied history of this orchestra. And so we started lauding them and, and talking about how great they are and how lucky we are to have them in Philadelphia. Um, so that's really cool. What a Isn't nice, that awesome? Yeah, what a nice thing. So we made it into their TV spot. That, that's cultured stuff. Yeah, it is. But they, they are really a phenomenal. And yeah. uh, and that interview was a lot of fun, too, because, listen, it was around a, a, a sober sort of event, the death of the queen, but there was, you know, there was a lot of pageantry involved with that. Yeah, yeah. So I was... That's I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna count that as a feather in the cap. That's yeah. pretty cool, right there. I, I think that's awesome. And by the way, Marissa brought in the bobblehead of the uh, director of the conductor, uh, Yannick uh, Nizet Siguin. I'm not sure if that's specifically how you I think pronounce it. Close enough. You know, he, he looks like uh, a little bit like uh, Ray Fines in the menu in that. Uh, a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this bobblehead yeah. that we have here, so interesting. Real quick, uh, yeah. The term feather in the cap. Yes. Where does that come from? Uh, well, I, I, I stuck a feather in his cap and called him macaroni. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Remember that. Yankee. I don't know if that, I don't know if it, I think it would probably predate that because it's included in the 
yeah. lyrics of the song. Yeah. I have to look that up. I think probably Jesus. It's funny it goes that... Back, a lot of that goes back to Jesus. Yankee Doodle Landy was supposed to be an absolute insult. Yeah. Uh, oh, absolutely. Uh, to us. Like a goo. Yeah. Not only, <laughs> yeah. Not only are you a, uh, a Yankee, yeah. you're a Yankee Doodle Dandy. Yeah. Uh, and you were so stupid that... Uh, and macaroni, I think, was a term for... Uh, like pageantry or or maybe you know medals or or show off or something like that and stuck a feather. I, I don't know. It's the the Confederate time. Army used to do a thing where they they chant a thing that's about sticky. Yeah, and uh, oh, they say give me some of that sticky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my dad used to sing me uh, that on my birthday every day, every day, every year. <laughs> Every day on my birthday. It's your birthday. You're, you're like Frosty the Snowman. Happy birthday. <laughs> All right, so feather in a cap means something you can be proud of. Yeah. Uh, it's an idiom, an achievement, uh, an honor that someone can be proud of. Uh, but, you know, where did that come from? What right. is the Because you, you have, like, a cool bathroom read. I uh, do, yeah. That has stuff like that. Yeah, it's like, origins of phrases. Uh, you like, forget them though. Like giving an answer, like like jaywalking would be one, and and that is uh, people who essentially just walked in the middle of the street who were uh, it, when when towns were smaller, more people there were more rural people, and they would come into the town and not know that you needed to stay out of the street because that's where the vehicles rode, and they akin it to a a bird like a like a jay that would just be walking in the middle oh. of the road, mm. and so they called that jaywalking. So how about that? Little things like that. Maybe we'll do the originer. The originer. And I'll like, uh, yes. oh, I love that. But right now, we need to open up the store. Oh. Right now, I have some things it's for sale. It's completely y'all. different. <laughs> yeah, we're headed to the uh, the general store this morning. It's time for another one. Oh, wait, that's not the right one. <laughs> it's time for the proprietor, Preston Elliott, to come to the front of the saw. Yeah, there he is. Yeah. Welcome right. on in to the general store. Wow. Oh. I'm doing two at once. I'm uh-huh. screwing around. Um... The biggest store in the world, I think we can say, right? I, I have to the say so. greatest orchestra and the biggest store in the world. We're first going to go to the automotive section because the Chevrolet Camaro is going out of production. They're going to stop making them. I have always been a Camaro fan. My wife had two Camaros in her life. Mm. I had two as well. I had a, I had a 1989 Camaro. I love that car. Uh, and then I had, when did I buy that last? 1995, I think, is when I bought that. Uh, but, yeah, I've been a Camaro guy, and uh, they're going to get rid of him. Uh, GM said Wednesday it will stop making the current generation early next year. I don't like it. Uh, the future of the car is a bit murky, though, because GM says another generation may be in the works down the road. Uh, the vice president of Chevrolet said, while we are not announcing an immediate successor today, rest assured this is not the end of the Camaro's story. Uh, the current sixth-generation Camaro which was introduced in 2016, has done well on the racetrack, but sales have been trailing off in recent years. When the current generation Camaro came out uh, that year, they sold 72,000 of them. Uh, by the end of 2021, that number fell almost 70% to 21,000, and it rebounded a bit uh, last year for about 24,000. If there was only if there was one complaint I would have about the current, and one of the more recent models is up on the screen here in the studio... Um, it, I always, it, the earlier versions were a little bit more streamlined and sleek. They added a bit of body bulk to the more recent Camaros. Still look sexy. Uh, they were, they were going back to like the 1968 right, uh, right. look of, of Camaros with this particular one. It was a nod to that, which I think, uh, I thought that was the coolest looking Camaro myself as a 68. What's the difference between a, a Camaro, and I'm talking about the 80s era Camaro, and a, an IROC? Were they different cars? Uh, yeah, trim right. Uh, no, I thought I thought it was engine based. Uh, okay, because IROC stands for International Race of Champions, right? 
Uh, and and I, also that you just rock. And you just yeah. rock. I rock Z. And I thought that it, or maybe, you know, it was the Z28. That's what had the, the beefier engine. My buddy Danny had, he had a, he had a Z. Man, that thing hauled ass. Oh, yeah. my <laughs> God, was that car fast. He also had a, he had a vet before that. He had like a 1980 uh, uh, Corvette. Uh, but uh, you know what, Nick? That's a good question. I always thought the I thought the I thought the IROC had more performance. I guess it was a model within the Camaro family. So it was yes, the Chevy yeah. Cam, uh, Chevrolet Cam, Camaro IROC Z. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Now well, you're then, talking about a mofo. So and and I've talked about this before on the show. But what if they didn't just model the Camaro after what the '68 looked like, but actually? Build a brand new Camaro that looked like the the exactly like it exactly like so it. They right. just had all the the interior trimmings of I of like newer. That. They kind of did the well. Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. They, they kind of did. They got very close. I think like with the Charger, uh, you know, different company, but um, um, Charger Challenger. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they 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 really wanted to appeal to the people who who love that design. And you know what? When the first when they did the Thunderbird, mm-hmm. um, you know, they they kind of got it close aesthetically. Well, now they have the Hellcat, right? And is the Hellcat the Challenger or the Charger? Uh, I think believe, it's the Charger. I believe it's the Charger. Yeah, Hellcat is a is a, a mofo. That's it's what, like an eighty thousand dollar vehicle. Yeah, that's what you see uh, in Fast and Furious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what he, I think he drive. Dom drives it a lot. I like that line in the song where he's like, uh, he lives on my block and he drives an Iraq. Uh, he doesn't know who I am. Right. Uh, what, what is that? Uh, oh man. Oh, Tina Sherpak. That's it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Weedus. Yeah. Uh, so, anyhow, uh, GM said the last of the 2024 model year of the cars will come off the assembly line in Lansing, Michigan in January. Uh, if GM revives the Camaro, most likely it would be electric. That's the assumption that it is. Uh, in fact, GM has said uh, that it plans to sell only electric passenger vehicles worldwide by 2035. Uh, so, we'll see if that's going to happen or not. Case, I'm sorry. I need a tissue, dude. My, my nose is... Running right now, and this is going to be disgusting if I don't wipe this up. All right, so anyway, uh, thank you, brother. I'll give you one more. Try this shit out and snot in big time. (laughs) Casey, can you tie his shoes, too? Shut up. Listen. Wow, man. The tissues are across the room. I can walk away from the microphone. (laughs) He's got them right there. Make sure he goes potty, please. (laughs) I don't want to mess in here. You should thank my mom for those tissues because she gave me a box of tissues when I got a car. And she's like, That's a lot of hate coming at you, you there, Chris. Put, put these in the console and you always have tissues. So I'm like, okay, thanks, Why don't you mom. leave me alone, old woman? Thanks, mommy. Uh, so uh, the push to sell more electric vehicles makes it likely that all new muscle cars will be powered by batteries, but there's still a mixed combustion and battery fleet on sale in 2030 or 2040. Some gas-powered muscle cars could survive if there is still uh, combustion battery uh, and battery fleet. I'd be curious to see if they can available. make... Uh, they've still got, they've got to up the power grid to, to... If there's a lot of... I mean, it's just woefully inadequate to handle a lot of what's out of there. The electric vehicle? Hey, the electric grid, yeah. I, I have a question about electric vehicles. We do have a uh, uh, one of our vans. We have a Pacifica that uh, is hybrid gas... Uh, uh, hybrid and gas electric. Right. Those are great. Hi, uh, gas hybrid electric. You're right, Thank yeah. you. Uh, you're right. A gas electric hybrid. Jesus. Cast right. hybrid electric. Yeah. Anyway, okay. that's what it's been come to know now. So when anyway. you pull up to charging stations yeah. uh, in parking lots and you plug in, is that free? Is that complimentary? No. 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 Well, so I you mean, do charge? Maybe here. At charge the, for the charge. The the, the uh, We have uh, charging stations here. You have to have I, an account. And, uh, and different uh, cars have different charging stations. Okay, so, Tesla, so Tesla has proprietary charging stations. So if you couldn't plug your car into a Tesla station. Okay, but what about like at the, there's a, a giant grocery store you pay. near us? You do pay? Yeah. yeah. Use yeah. credit card? 
Yeah. There okay. used to be one, and might still be one, over at Tubala, and my parents had a hybrid for a stretch, and I would have to plug in, and I had a, an account set up, okay. so I could just wave my card in front of it, but... Um, Figured that was the case. But yeah, you, you do, could, do you, you charge a hybrid, or uh, is yeah. it... Uh, okay, you can yeah. charge it as well. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The way you do it, by the way, for yours, you actually pour gas into the machine? I do not. And oh, the electricity will come out. No, no. So there's a, a, a brand new Wawa that's on uh, the downside, whatever, of uh, the Platte Bridge, and they have a huge bank of charging stations it's there. enormous. Dude, and it's always full of cars. Yeah. Every single sure. time I drive past there, I'm like, oh, every single one of those charging stations is taken up. So even at the quickest, you're looking at what, about a, uh, like a 15-minute turnaround? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just saw a text that was uh, talking about me messing up uh, speaking. He said, words are hard. They are. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Let me go to uh, Mario real quick. Mario, you're on the air. Good morning, bud. Oh, Rizzo, kiss him at the Rizzo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Zempic. What's up, bud? All right, so listen, here's the deal. Uh, the Camaro, yes. right? The Camaro is a Camaro. You yep. can buy a Z28 Camaro. You can also buy an IROC D Camaro. Okay. So it is the trim package, and it just includes certain yeah. different things. Okay, the so the, the, the IROC comes with the, the trim package, but a Z28, that has to do with performance. The Z28 has the eight-cylinder motor in it. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's a okay. trim as well. Okay. Right, right, exactly. And the IROC, it has the it has all the package, the same package as the Z28 plus some. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Right, and then you were going to mention the Hellcat. Yeah. So the Hellcat, you can buy a Hellcat Charger or a Hellcat Challenger. I'm pretty sure you can even buy a Hellcat Durango. The Hellcat is the option for the real big 6.4 Hemi. Uh, I could be off on the dimensions, but it's a real big, like, 400 cubic inch motor um, that's like the 707 rated horsepower motor that you can have plopped into a lot of Dodge platforms. You All know right. I mean? Yeah. They also, wife, they also announced the other day that their final their final one to roll off, the Hellcat, yeah. is going to be 1,000 horsepower. Jesus uh, I, I wouldn't, oh I wouldn't put it past if it's you insane. put a supercharger yeah. on that. Existing Hellcat, that's 707. It would probably do it. Uh, my wife my wife has a Jeep Grand Cherokee with the 5.7 Hemi in it. Yeah. <laughs> that's incredible. That's crazy. Yeah. That thing's a bullet, let me tell you. No kidding. So, All right, um, thanks, bud. Hey, also, real quick, feather in the cap. Oh. Back to, um, uh, back in the day, uh, uh, in Asia, Europe, and with Native Americans, uh, the higher-ups used to adorn their heads with feathers okay. as if to signify uh, victories over their enemies. Excellent. All right. Oh, All right. There we go. Well, listen, this is a wealth of information. Yeah. By the way, how do you get rid of a yeast infection? Plethora <laughs> of useless knowledge Stop. like my Uncle Lou. You know what I mean? Uh, well, then, yeah. then, Mario, let me ask you this. Uh, because uh, Dodge, Dodge's uh, twin companion was the Plymouth, and then the Chevrolet twin companion was the Pontiac. Do they make Plymouths and Pontiacs anymore? Uh, they don't make Pontiacs anymore. I'm. I don't think that they make Plymouth they anymore. Don't, but no. I will say <laughs> that the. Uh, you know how it used to be a Dodge Ram. Yeah. Yes. It is not a Dodge Ram anymore. It is just a Ram. They really? Sub- yeah. They subsidized their truck, uh, their truck line because the <laughs> because all of the other vehicles were overshadowing the success of the Dodge Ram. They put the Dodge Ram out on their own just to show that they're actually, you know, selling a bunch of trucks and not losing money as a company. All right. <laughs> a couple of things. You can cure a yeast infection, Marissa says, with, a cran- with cranberry juice. Okay. Oh, uh, awesome. The second off. Um, period? So I had, I had a Pontiac, and I, I, had, I had two Dodge Darts, and I had a Pontiac Le Mans. Do you remember those? I uh-huh. do. Super I do. powerful. Yeah. yeah. I had an 89 Pontiac Le Mans I bought for 400 bucks. 
the pregnant roller skate. <laughs> uh, I tell you what, my my mother that was Thanks. my mother's car, Preston. Thanks, and my, my father'd be like, "Why do you want a car that to, to go to the, the supermarket and stuff?" She wanted it, and then when she was not using it, it, it I got it, and it was amazing. Hey, real quick though, I want to go to Ken, and then we're going to move on to something else. Ken, good morning. Good morning, everybody. Hey, what's up, bud? Not much. Going back to the charging stations. Yes. In the giant supermarkets, the giant stations are the charging stations are free. And going to the Hellcat with the big motor, yeah. you actually have to sign a waiver that you're driving a street legal dragster. Wow. Oh yeah, <laughs> and it comes with an optional parachute. What wow. if you want, sure. It, and it's, wings. It, it's an optional parachute. I kid Jesus you not. Christ. And I think right. that's more for show yeah, than anything. Yeah, just a too. Uh, wow. All right. Thanks, Ken. Appreciate it. All right. So All right. Thanks. I'll have to verify those charging stations. So, so, like, if you go over to, say, you're in Maniunk, and there's the, the, the public parking, and there's a couple of charging stations, mm. you, they're, you're charged for those. Okay. You're charged for the charge. All right. Uh, let me see. I have something else. And I probably should. Let's go back. Let's go to the music section. I should have done this after we talked about the Philadelphia Orchestra using... Our quote in their uh, TV commercial, uh, because this has to do with classical music. Uh, five locks of Ludwig van Beethoven's hair wow. have been used to help uncover information about the German composer's health. Uh, Beethoven, who died in 1827, notably had several health problems and wanted his favorite physician, Dr. Johann Adam Schmidt, uh, to give the public information on the disorder that caused his hearing loss. Well, Schmidt ended up dying 18 years before Beethoven did. This is the Schmitter. But nearly two centuries later, researchers were able to study the composer's health and publish their peer-reviewed study in Current Biology. Scientists were able to obtain eight locks that were believed to be the, music, the uh, musician, musician's hair through private collections, and through DNA analysis, they uh-huh. determined five of the locks uh, belong to uh, a single European male that they say was Be- Beethoven. Yes, locks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, head or pube? Uh, these are a head, I assume. Okay. Uh, they then attempted a genomic analysis to determine what caused the health issues that plagued his life and his career, including a hearing loss uh, issue and gastrointestinal problems. They were unable to exactly pinpoint the cause of those issues, but during their research... They found he had a hepatitis B infection that started at least three months before his death. The researchers say the hepatitis infection, genetics, and alcohol consumption contributed to the severe liver disease, which led to his death. So he was, I guess he was a big boozer. His hearing loss occurred when? Uh, he was... I, I'm thinking most of his life, right? Not most of his life. He was uh, in his 20s. He started to experience hearing loss. Uh, so they also made another unexpected discovery. Beethoven's Y chromosome, the chromosome that determines uh, the sex of a male human, did not match his living relatives. He has five relatives that have the same last name, meaning they come from his father's side. Finding the disparity in the Y chromosome means that there was an extra pair uh, per uh, paternity event, which mm. means someone had a baby with someone other than the partner. Do you know who he's related to? Hal Linden. No. Hal yeah, Linden. No Isn't that crazy? Uh, so listen, Beethoven started experiencing hearing loss in his 20s and went completely deaf by 1818. He believed he was hopelessly afflicted by the hearing loss and said that he would have committed suicide because of it. He wrote the song Hopelessly Afflicted. But he didn't want to die before he's, quote, I had produced all the works that I felt the urge to compose. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Isn't that stunning? That yeah. you would, you're so committed to that, you know, composing without the ability to really hear what you're composing. Yep. Yeah. 
But he That's was... That's like when I pee in the dark. Uh, he was so... Uh, I'm a good faith that I'm going to yeah, get that it. That you're going to yeah, hit yeah. it, yeah. But he was such an accomplished composer, he could hear it all yeah, in, in, his, in his, his nose. Exactly. Not in his nose, oh, in his head, right, in yeah. his brain. And then he would uh, he would uh, transcribe what was going on in his head, and there you go. You get it perfectly. Uh, so over the years, uh, medical biographers have guessed that Beethoven's hearing loss was from an inherited condition. What? Uh, while the researchers could not definitively determine what causes hearing issues, they believe several health issues could have been the culprit. Um, Give me a social disease. Autosclerosis, a condition that causes hearing loss in adults. Paget's disease of bone, during what? which the body does not replace old bone tissue. Or complications from Crohn's disease Ooh. or ulcerative colitis, both of which cause digestion issues. Interesting. Yeah. Speaking of the Philadelphia Orchestra and Beethoven, I believe they're doing a performance in May. At uh, the man, this, they're the greatest orchestra in the world. Is not the world. Okay. Beethoven's ninth, which Point. is the one that goes. Isn't Beethoven's ninth? Uh, dun 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 dun. No, no that's the fifth. fifth. Oh, what's yeah. the what's the ninth? The it's ninth. Four more. Um, da, 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 da. No, you know what? I have it. Uh, da 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 da. I, that's McDonald's. Oh, I'm loving it. Uh, I have a uh, I have a playlist. Is it dun dun? Is it Ode Joy? Uh, no, it's not Ode Joy. It's the ninth. It's Beethoven's ninth. I think well, what's the fifth? I think Ode Joy is. Uh, Mozart, isn't the it? The fifth is dun 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 dun. Then who did Kokomo? Dun 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 dun. That's the Beach Boys. Not really the Beach Boys. version of the Beach Boys. Classical Thunder, Symphony Number. I have Symphony Five, so this is Symphony Five right here. Oh come on, Symphony Five. It's on my phone, by the way. So that's the fifth. You know, but I know I have the ninth on here. Symphony Number Nine. Here we go. This is it. Let me fast forward it because sometimes you have to. <laughs> ah, oh, to joy. That was right. Yeah, that was right. Yeah. So that's a part of the Ninth Symphony, right? And yeah. it's used quite liberally in uh, Clockwork Orange and okay. Die Hard Two. Yes, and, and Ernest goes to jail. No, no. <laughs> what about this one? I think it's... Yeah, that's uh, that's from uh, Saturday Night Fever. It was called a fifth of Beethoven. It was so. from by Miko, was it not? Same yeah. guy who did that Star Wars uh, no idea. disco song. Miko. He took the Star Wars theme and made it into the a disco song. Do a little checking on that if you and my Nick. M I K O. I think it's M E K O. M E K O. You guys know uh, uh, I love this band called Fish, and uh, no. they do an amazing rocked out version of the 2001 um, theme. It's Thus spake Zarathustra by Strauss. Yes. You have. Uh, You've brought that. You've played that before. It is. It is so great because it starts off like uh, usually it's um, you know when they when they seg from one song into the next. It just starts off with a really great drum beat. Press as a drummer, I think you would um, you know like drums. I think you would like it. Well, it's, I mean, it's just it's just a great drum beat. And the second they hit it, you go, okay, here we go. You I know? love it. It's 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 I I love it. But um, uh, I don't think you guys would like it because you hate fish. <laughs> Nico's real name is Dominico Monardo, Steve. He did the Star Wars theme that you were talking about. What was the one other one you asked? Sorry, it's a fifth, fifth of Beethoven that he did Beethoven. as well. Uh, man. man. It was a huge hit for that. Yeah, it was. 
Uh, the Star Wars disco theme is so terrible. I don't know. Look up a fifth of Beethoven, and All then right. we'll tell you uh, who did it. I if, got uh, sucked into the Miko. Really uh, neat. Uh, suave. That's an album uh, name. Sucked, sucked, in, sucked into the Miko. Miko Suave. <laughs> uh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> fifth of Beethoven. Uh, no. Yeah, there you go. This Second one? Second one down, yep. And it was recorded by Walter Murphy. Walter Murphy. I was wrong. I gave Miko undue uh, credit. But Sorry. Miko still lives in our hearts. He does. You know, I've still the got the tattoo on my back. All right. Miko was friends with uh, Chuck Mangione. Oh. I love Chuck Mangione. Oh, wait. Uh-huh. I know Chuck Mangione. Feels so good. Yeah, it does. Had a good <laughs> shot. Thank you. That's why I brought that up. Thank you. I was hoping we'd get a. He also did a great uh, uh, a soundtrack for a movie called The Children of Sanchez, uh-huh. which I used to listen to, much to my father's horror. Nico mm. was from Pennsylvania. Fun fact. What? Yeah, Elk no County, way. which is. Uh, I, I think I could. Maybe we can convince the orchestra, Nick, to let me join them during a performance yeah, I'd on, on uh, Mouth Flugelhorn. I, I just sent a note because it'd be cool to. Uh, the, the greatest mouth flugelhorn player in the world. Ladies and gentlemen, on the mouth flugelhorn from the Preston and Steve show, used in our most recent commercial, Steve Morrison. Thank you. I have another music story right. uh, to share with you. Uh, this will stay in the music section of the, of the store. Uh, music lovers are complaining that the price of concerts in the U.S. are now so expensive that it is cheaper. To buy a plane ticket and see a show in Europe. Isn't wow. this wild? And oh, and what? they actually make a good case for it in, in yep. the article. Yeah, I have examples here. Yeah. All right. So here's an example. Uh, Beyonce fan, uh, Mercedes Ariel from Dallas, announced on Instagram she saved money. Saved money. By booking a flight to Stockholm to see the Renaissance tour rather than buying a ticket in her own hometown. I mean, <laughs> you're, we're talking about just the ticket, right? Because... I find that hard to believe when you nope. uh, factor in hotel stays and... Well, I mean, so she bought VIP tickets to the Stockholm show for $366 while her friends in oh Dallas spent God. $900. Well, a friend of mine uh, just did this. I don't know where she's going to see the show, but she's going to see Taylor Swift. Remember the whole thing? Yes. Yeah, tickets yeah. and all that? A nightmare. And she was like, forget it. Nightmare. And she bought in a different city. I, I think she's still staying within the United States. I don't think she's leaving the country. Um, but it was way cheaper for her to buy the buy the plane ticket and a ticket into, uh, to another city than to buy here in Philadelphia or even try to get them. Was now, Casey... I'm sorry to interrupt, no, Steve. You know, she's saving like 340 bucks or something like that. Yeah, yeah. you're going to spend more than that on a, a plane trip to, to yeah. Stockholm, yeah. for sure. But the ticket itself... Yeah, yeah. so what? You get to go Aren't to Stockholm? Like, yeah, that's you, you throw experience. that in there. Yeah. If you have the time and, and you've got a little bit of money, then then you should. this would be more economical to do that. Uh, she said she was so close to the stage, or she said, yeah, that uh, Beyonce was sweating on me. That's how close I you. am. Uh, so Ariel, whose Instagram account offers tips to hack luxury by any means possible, said that she was using points from travel loyalty cards, uh, to pay for her hotel as well. I like that. Yeah. That's someone who's thinking. So here's some examples. To see Madonna up close in London on October 15th cost, uh, $1,838. Uh, but if you go to Madison Square Garden, uh, it is Two thousand six hundred and sixty-six dollars, eight hundred and twenty-eight dollars more expensive. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. 
Uh, the same ticket. Uh, so Bruce Springsteen in New Jersey will cost you three five hundred and thirty seven dollars when he performs April fourteenth. Yet, if you are in Copenhagen, the same level of ticket cost uh, $96. (laughs) So, that's $537 versus $96. A general admission ticket for Ed Sheeran's Sheeran's stop in Chicago uh, will cost you $149 on July 29th. But if you go to Glasgow, Scotland, it's $109. I once saw Tico Torres on a SEPTA bus. Oh. How much that cost you? A couple bucks. Okay. (laughs) I mean, he's just sitting there. <laughs> it was like, it was, it was oh, not, he wasn't even he playing wasn't in a concert. But I saw him. <laughs> I wrote extra long because I... Yeah, all right, well, I was trying to get the nerve. Go uh, Can you play us? Sh- shut up. Stargazing. Uh, I know people that did this, Preston, um, in the baseball playoffs. You could fly to Atlanta and go see a Phil's game, or you could fly right. to Houston and go see a Phil's game for cheaper than going to see a Phillies home playoff game. Those, these are things yeah. that you, I am so stupid, I would never, uh, you know, consider this or even come up with this plan, but it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Also, I wonder, Kathy, if there are, so for example, if you're going to see Beyonce in Manhattan as opposed to seeing in another major city but a lesser city, uh, you know, um, if there is a substantial price difference, depending on... Get right. Yeah, I mean, like I said, my friend did it with Taylor Swift, and she got a, she was able to get a ticket, and she said it was, uh, I guess, whatever face value was, and not the inflated price. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. So people are doing that. So here's a couple other examples. Uh, pink in Poland. Pink uh, in Poland. Yep. Pink. If you go to uh, Poland to see her in Warsaw, hundred twenty six dollars in Chicago, six hundred eighteen dollars. I want to see her. I have two choices. I want to see Pink in either Dubai or Abu Dhabi. Now, <laughs> if there was only a metric that I could use to decide. Jesus. Well. No? Well, I know. The people of Dubai don't like the Flintstones. Right, but, but the Abu Dhabi do. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Kathy's not down with that. Hey, listen, though. I have completely uh, come full circle with, um, or turned around, no, turned around uh, with Pink. I I could not stand her for the longest time, and I love her now. Well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, And how do you feel about the Flintstones? Abu Dhabi do. (laughs) (laughs) I like Pink. I would would love to talk to her sometime. The comparison sheet up on the, look at this, Preston. You're you're pointing out, all of these, there's substantial difference out of the country. And so, as you said, right, if you, listen, if you have a little bit of money to play with and you can, if you're going to get, eat all that money or get in the ballpark of what you pay domestically and plan a vacation, why not? Absolutely. I agree. All right, one more story from the general store, and this is in the pet uh, department. Uh, people love corgis for their bubble butts. Uh, but this, I would never put a dog in my butt. This adorable feature is also a built-in flotation device. There have been several videos of the small dogs uh, shared online revealing that its rear will not stay submerged. Oh, that's hilarious. And there's a science behind it. Experts claim that a corgi's butt is made of nearly 80% fat instead of muscle fiber, earning it the nickname Bubble Butt. And the excess fat is due to the dog's short legs and large head, which causes more weight to be distributed on the back end of its body. While the canines are natural swimmers, pet experts suggest strapping a life vest around their middle they're in the water. To keep them, they're so adorable. Uh, I mean, they're just wonderful dogs. Yep, they are iconic for their long bodies but stubbly legs that are surprisingly powerful and muscular. However, 
The adorable short legs are due to humans breeding them for specific traits, which resulted in a genetic condition called uh, a chondroplastic dwarfism. Yeah. yeah. My cousin has two. Uh, she just loves them. And I actually recently saw, like, when, when you breed corgis with other dogs... Yeah. It just turns into that dog looking like a corgi. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. So, like, German Shepherd Corgi, he's, like, it's really adorable. Yeah. Casey, genetically, supposedly, mm-hmm. and our dear dog, Chelsea, um, uh, um, she supposedly had a bit of corgi in really? her. And you could you could see it. She looked a little bit like a lab. Uh, but she was mostly pit bull, though. Uh, but, um, you know, there's no real way to determine everything exactly, but... I love, you know, the Queen obviously had her famous corgis. Yeah, they're just, yeah. They're supposedly sweet dogs. Yeah, I wouldn't mind having a corgi one day. Uh, so during the Viking invasion of, of 1,000 years ago and the subsequent influx of Flemish weavers, a Spitz-type dog was introduced into some areas of Wales. The Vikings used to go into battle on top of corgis. And these Spitz were crossed with the original corgi to produce what is known today as the Pembroke Welsh Corgi. Uh, but corgi is a relatively healthy breed. They can live up to about 15 years. Uh, flood of videos showing corgis. Sw- Why did you go, oh? Because that's, like, great. Like, I... Um, Dogs don't live long enough. They don't. They, they do don't. not. And purebreds live live shorter. You know, and and it's it. Everyone has ever lost a dog. You know? I wasn't sure if your O meant uh, oh that's oh, too bad. They, they only live to to fifteen years, or oh that's really sweet that they live uh, fifteen years. Now well, listen, you know, Fozzie's getting up there in age, and you know, Reggie is how a, old are they? Uh, Fozzie is uh, going to turn ten. In oh a month. wow! You yeah. still got some. You yeah. still got, and you treat them very well, and you take care good care of them. Yeah, uh, smaller dogs tend to live longer. Yeah, yep. he's a little bit bigger. And yeah. then Reggie, on the other hand, like because he's part Bernie's Mountain Dog, and those mm-hmm. ones that, like. Their lifespan is like eight to ten years, but I'm hoping because he's kind of mutt, you know? That that can certainly help. Yeah. Yeah. Is is there any dick for in him? (laughs) Dick for again? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I know what you mean. It'll be be horrible when when, when you lose, uh, when, when it eventually happens. Uh, but you know you get a lot of love. You know, you and that's, that's exactly a whole lot of love. Led Zeppelin yeah. was trying to tell us about how to raise dogs properly. We never <laughs> listen. <laughs> right, Black Dog. That's your song too, right? And a whole lot of love. Uh, a give fl- your dog a lot of love. Uh, fl- of videos showing corgis swimming has been shared on social media platforms, baffling many viewers unaware of their floating butts. I, but that's the deal because it's 80% fat. We watched a demonstration where they were pushing down the on the corgi's butt in the water, and it would bounce back up to the top. Yeah. By the way, aren't uh, uh, breasts, female breasts, are, are mainly fat, right? Kathy verified that, right? You said that <laughs> they float. Well, you said you told us when you that, that was a big thing. Do they float? Yeah, and, they definitely float. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it, like, if I lose weight, I I'll lose in the breast area. Okay. Do you, do you lose buoyancy if you uh, drop weight? <laughs> I mean, we are a swimmer. You you can. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what you mean, like overall, yeah. like floating wise, right? I mean, yeah, I would imagine right? so. Because there's less fat. Yeah. Uh, what I will do sometimes, I will take my testicles and tuck them under my arms <laughs> like water wings. Oh wow, they go yeah. up that high, huh? <laughs> wait, uh, so I'm older. Do yours float? No, no, no. Yeah. But I weight mine down with fishing lures. Did you hear about that guy that <laughs> dipped his balls in glitter? It's pretty nuts. Pretty nuts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, all Come right. on, Kathy. No, but answer. I want to know the, co- the, the answer to the question. If, what was do the your question? balls float? <laughs> oh yeah, sure. Do your balls? No, they don't. Uh, but and, and I, it's been a long time since I've taken a bath. Uh, but I remember in the bathtub as a kid, Mister. Yeah, yeah. 
Mr. Weenie will float. I know that if you're lying in grass oh, and your balls okay. hit your ass, it's a that's rupture. a rupture. Okay, yeah. that's not diarrhea. <laughs> some men have oh floating testicles and some don't. And it, it, according to this... What? Uh, well, what line do I get it? This It says, is the scrotum naturally, neutrally buoyant? Uh, some rules apply because human tissue is very much like water in the way of density. It really just depends on every unique specimen. Hmm. Mine don't. <laughs> I can tell you that. I do know that. I tell you, mine point due north, though. Okay. Yeah, all magnetic the time. north. All the time. Well, all right. Anyway, we were in the pet section. Yeah. You we know, we went into the section. <laughs> urology section. Yeah. Go. <laughs> What's that, Santa? I'm uh, sorry. Santa's got to go. Santa's got to go. All right. We're wrapping that up. Uh, all right. Here's what I would like to do uh, since you courageously sat through that last segment. <laughs> I think you learned a lot. Uh, I think you did. I would like to I would like to give away a trip to uh, Universal World. Whoa! What? Yep, and here's what we're going to do. I have this official sure. script I need to uh, to pass along to you. Be the 28th caller on the contest line right now, 215-263-WMMR, and correctly identify the answer to the clue from 8 a.m. that we gave out this morning, and you could win a trip for two to Universal Orlando Resort with flights provided by Spirit. So right now is when you need to call if you know the answer to the question we asked earlier. We will take a break. We will come back in a moment, and someone is going to win that trip, but if you do not call, it won't be you. I guarantee you that. For more information, you can go to WMMR.com, and don't forget, we got a trip tomorrow to give away as well, but let's give away this one now. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Looking for fun things to do this weekend? Pierre Robert's weekend calendar has you covered. Shows in town, movies to see, exhibits and specials around the Delaware Valley. Just use keyword weekend calendar at WMMR.com to get the list. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Not even the most well-kept homes are immune to termites. So call Dodson Pest Control. With over 75 years of experience, they will make sure your home is looking good inside and outside your walls. Visit DodsonBROS.com to find an office near you. Dodson, the pest professionals you trust. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right. We now are going to go to our phone lines and see if someone can walk away with a trip to Universal Orlando Resort. We had sent you on a hunt on our website to find out something very specific in one of our uh, pictures that we have in the photo gallery. It's the Universal Photo Hunt Challenge Photo Gallery. And the question that I asked is, what marine mammal is in one of the pictures? We were looking for caller number 28. We have caller number 28. It happens to be Judy. Good morning, Judy. Good morning, Preston. How are you? I'm great, Judy. I'm not doing half as good as you are if you end up getting this correct. You are the 28th caller, first of all. So we are going to ask you to name what marine mammal is in one of the pictures in our photo hunt gallery. It was a manatee. A manatee is what she says, and a manatee is correct. Judy, you just won a trip for two to Universal Orlando Resort with flights provided by Spirit. That's awesome. Thank you. Is that not awesome? 
All right, Judy, you're going to go there. We are going to hear from you and how... A uh, wonderful time you had because we can only you, you will assume you, that you will. You can't fight it, Judy. Yeah. Don't even try. Yeah. They're going to get you, and you're going to love it. I I love the motorcycle ride. I haven't done the other one yet. Oh, okay. I'm really yeah, looking forward to it. Right. Oh, absolutely. The, the, if you do the Velocicoaster, yes. uh, you go back and pick your stomach up at the beginning of the ride. <laughs> All right, congratulations, Judy. Hang on the line. She is on her way, and we have another one to go. By the way, from sending you on a high-speed coaster to putting a towering volcano right outside of your hotel room. Nobody tests the limits of absolute awesome like Universal Orlando Resort, and we can attest to all of that. Absolutely. It is true. So congratulations to Judy, and we have one more to give away. We're going to do that tomorrow morning, 8 a.m. Listen for the clue, and then call later like Judy did, answer it, and then you win the trip. It is just that simple. Uh, I took that photo. It's at uh, Bahia Honda State Park in the Florida Keys, and uh, there were a lot of manatees that just floated right up. It was a really cool experience. Claire, my wife, got to dive with them, and uh, she she was like a transcendent experience. Yeah. They're, they're almost like these, because ether- they move along, and there's really, they're not like, you know, crazy flapping. They just kind of glide along and yeah. uh, they don't, as you said, they don't want you to touch them. Right. But they will come up close to you and they're very curious. Nice. Alright, so we have more pictures for you to uh, uh, inspect and find the answers to and that will be tomorrow morning one more time. Uh, we have a little bit of uh, chatting time. So Are you the chatterer? Nope. I, it is the, uh, it's Survey Says! Ah! I like this a little bit more than the chatterer. Uh, Chuck loves this segment, by the Does way. He, really? he loves surveys. He loves sets. surveys. Uh, so I have a, a, a bunch of surveys here that we can go through and just kind of get everyone's uh, thoughts and opinions on this. And, of course, as you said before, we get these things sent to us. Oh, and yeah. they're very often staggeringly stupid. I agree. But it collected together, they can give you some insight. So this one's pretty stupid, and we'll start with this. In a survey of over 11,000 U.S. adults, the question was asked, do you think that stores and restaurants should allow customers to go barefoot? No. And the question, the answers are yes, no, and not sure. Uh, so does anybody want to uh, say how they would weigh in on this? It no, depends. If, yeah. Is the restaurant outside at a beach club? Yes. Yes, you can do that. Okay. Is it a fine dining at a French restaurant when you're going to dip your feet in the in the cream? No. Well, I mean, to be completely and totally honest, the bottom of your feet are not going to be any cleaner or dirtier than, than the bottom butthole. of your shoes. Yeah. Thank you. Agreed. Boom. Yeah. I, I agree. And so, like, let's say it's a convenience store. They generally have the no shoes, no shirt, no service right. rule. Why the no shoes? Yeah. Uh, because, well, okay. No, I don't want to. I don't want to look at your feet while I'm, while I'm going back to the restaurant. Uh, no, I don't want. I don't want to look at your feet while I'm sitting down to eat. I think whether you're outside or inside, you should uh, throw some shoes on. All right, so you you don't want to see people's feet. You find I, that gross. I, you find I, feet. I gross. don't. And even if it's like sandals where you can see it. Uh, I'm yeah, fine I mean, with sandals. Well, of course, you have to I, yeah. be fine with sandals. It's considered a shoe, but yeah. like. Like for but me, I, I, no, I don't. You go want to the to. beach. You go to the pool. Like you're seeing people. You're not eating there. Up. I know. I know. Um, oh, but baby, he, don't he's saying a convenience store. He's not talking about a restaurant. Um, but also, I think press. It might be more of a liability thing. I think that's what it must be because you could yeah. step on something, cut your foot. You could have if, yeah. if you're in say Kathy like Target, you could roll over it with a cart. Yeah, and then they're or a French restaurant an escargot. Could uh, fall could on and there. you could step on it and, and yeah. slip. Yeah. It's yeah. a banana. Yeah. It, 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 the the upper echelon you know, of the French 
culture, it, it replaces bananas with escargot. That's the old gag yeah. in France. Yeah. yeah. Is you the, slip on escargot. The clowns escargot. come out and slip on escargot. Yes. Yeah. I don't necessarily <laughs> think it's a I don't want to look at your feet thing, type of thing. I think it's yeah. a, you know, listen, if you slip on Marie Antoinette. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but, KK, so I, I agree. I and it, it is sort of arbitrary, but I think obviously if you're if you're if the, a place requires you to wear, you know, a tie, obviously shoes are going to be part of the deal as well. Right. But, yeah. but I, let it. I've seen it all. You go beach restaurants or beach resorts or whatever. You people are walking out barefoot. Yeah, it says stores and restaurants. So and hospitals. If I see someone barefoot in a store, it doesn't bother me because it's their own feet that are getting gnarly and not the floor. Really. Let me ask you this: what? Should you be able to walk in barefoot into a shoe store? Uh, <laughs> you know, they, they, won't let you, they won't let you try on any shoes. Right, they, yeah. they give you those little barely there condoms. bizarre socks. Yeah. You ever try? You ever put those Foot on? condoms? I hate them. Yeah. They're yeah. like... Uh, it's like pantyhose. Yeah, it's like pantyhose. With, with like well, no elastic. Similar, like the socks I'm wearing now are sort of low... The low socks that you'd wear, low right. socks of high heel boys, right. but they're um, <laughs> they're similar to that, and I hate those things. They feel uncomfortable. But they're they're super thin. Like yeah. they're 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 meant to be used once, and then you throw them away. Right. You guys ever wear pantyhose? No. Oh yeah. No, me neither. On my head. No, I, was I have. Robbing a bank. So when For I warmth. When, no, 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 no. For um, just I, it feels good. Fleet no. week. Uh, no, for swimming, uh, Spring break. when, uh, swimming. Le- le- yeah, leading up to championships, you would taper. So you would wear oh. like, uh, things that would, uh, that would create a drag while you were practicing. Don't some, uh, construction workers recommend yes. them for heat? Yes. You know, it keeps yeah. you warm in the wintertime? Yeah. Absolutely. Oh. And in fact, so that is, then they were sort of replaced by, um, it's actually very similar they just they, they they took the pantyhose out of it and and changed the name a little bit, but it's a very similar like a pant, I guess. Yeah, all right. Got what it. about the silk panties? You guys wear those, right? Oh God, yeah. Okay. Uh, it's the only thing to keep my uh, right. uh, my uh, butt plugs in. By the way, would uh... <laughs> that's the only thing? That'll keep only my thing I've tried. <laughs> mind you, I tried Gorilla Glue. Okay. No. <laughs> Would would pantyhose help with uh, like chafing or something like that? Oh, that's a good question, Kathy. Uh, Probably, yeah, sure. Yeah, I would think so because you you have a, a barrier there. All right, let's say your boobs are floating and you're bending over constantly and your thighs start chafing because it's uncomfortable. Would you put on pantyhose to watch your boobs? Float? Press. You've heard of chub rub, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, absolutely. Pantyhose helps with that. Right. Um, what? I don't know. I don't know. You were going to say something. Yes, I know. Um, Was it about escargots replacing bananas? Oh no, the, there's not a law uh, about the shoes. There is no law. It's okay. not an actual law. There's, there's no, only due. There's no health code. Um, it, okay. It, it's just up to the store. Uh, is that what you're saying? I, I mean, I Yeah, because they say guess. no shoes, no So could a, a store actually allow, or could a restaurant allow you to come in? I would with, assume no because, they well, look at it this way. They, they Certain stores, uh, restaurants, okay, what's the status? Uh, let's take it this way. Um, service dogs. Or, or or people bringing pets in, you know, there there's definitive laws about that. I assume that that's a hygiene thing as well, correct? But maybe. By the way, I just thought of uh, Hank Azaria's character in uh, The Birdcage. I do not wear shoes, for they make me fall down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, well, it, uh, to answer the the survey, yeah, um, thirteen percent said yes. Stores and restaurants should allow customers to go barefoot, but saying no, 76%. So that's the overwhelming answer is no. People believe that they should not allow you to go in barefoot into stores and restaurants. You know what I don't like? Honestly, if especially, Kathy, maybe you'll side with this, and, and it, you're perfectly within your rights to do it. But if you're in a like a fast food place or even a restaurant, 
where there's somebody's wearing like a like a like a tea top or like a wife beater. I know. I don't like seeing tufts no, of sweaty un- armpit hair. I know. <laughs> I wish there was like a sleeve rule. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, oh, sure we're, we're like, we're like no how about yeah. this? The restaurant, in, in addition to providing a tie, will provide sleeves you pull off. Yeah. <laughs> Kath, when I was a lifeguard back in uh, high school, I, I would walk around with no shoes on for so, like so often on the pool deck that like my feet were like really calloused up and pressed. I thought. But, well, these are so calloused up, I could probably put a cigarette out with my foot. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, yeah. No, no. No, you can't. No, you can't. no, 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 no. I did. I put the cigarette out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I also <laughs> give myself second degree, third degree burns. <laughs> so one for two, yeah, really. Yeah. By the way, uh, speaking of the sleeve thing that you guys mentioned, I love it. Casey pulls this gag every now and then if we're out somewhere <laughs> and he sees somebody, if we're in an appearance and they don't have sleeves. Casey, if there's a microphone, he'll okay. Hey, uh, I'm sorry. We just uh, we found some sleeves in the parking lot. <laughs> if anyone lost your sleeves, we have them. Uh, by the way, here's another of the same survey. They asked how often, how often do you go barefoot in public? And the answers were always, most of the time, sometimes, rarely, never, or not sure. Four uh, percent said they always go barefoot in public. Always? But where are they going? Then they can't go anywhere. They're going to the whirlpool box they live in. Yeah. Five percent said most of the time. Ten percent said sometimes. Twenty-one percent said rarely will they go into barefoot. Uh, go barefoot in public. Fifty-eight percent said never. Well, I would. Two percent said not sure. I would say never, but it, does that include a public beach? Because yeah, then, I think so. okay, so, so then it, it would so be rarely. Rarely. Yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd be in the same ballpark, rarely. At, at a pool, at uh, at the beach. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, you know, I don't want to step on anything. No, you know I don't I mean? like that. In fact, so like I've, when I was, um, you know, when I hike and hike down to an area where there's going to be like a creek or whatever, I'll I'll get like, what they call, I guess, like beach shoes or to walk into the yeah, stream. Like the water shoes. Water shoes. Oh. Um, for that very reason, you don't want to step on something that's that's sharp edged. But um <laughs> I I'm I'm in shoes, you know, of some sort all the time. Even at home, yeah. I don't walk around barefoot. In your house? In my house, I don't. No, no, I have uh, those. Because you know what happens slippers. in case a deer gets into the house? Yeah, like, yeah, you, you gotta, gotta run. run. I gotta be yeah. Able, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I got those Uggs slippers. Kathy, you have those? <gasps> yeah, Aren't they the best? That's great. <laughs> They're so best. great. And mine are gold. Oh, okay. Mine yeah, are like a shimmering. forest green. I have like your gold ones. B. Arthur. I'll send you pictures later. Uh, <laughs> no, I want to see these. <laughs> They're so. They're just extremely comfortable. They're, you know, just like, but they have a soul, so... <clears throat> so they go to, to heaven after that. Yeah. Yeah. No, if you wanted to, you could go outside could go with outside. them. I don't, but yep. you could. I have slippers that are that way. Too. Welcome to heaven, Shugs. <laughs> uh, hang on a second. Shirley goes everywhere barefoot. Hi, Shirley, you're on the air. Good morning. Hi, Hello. Sh- hi, Shirley. Hello. Hey, what's up? Uh, I'm a member of the Society for Barefoot Living. <gasps> no Barefoot kidding. Living. That's the BFL. Soci- that's real? Uh, it's real. Okay. What's, right. what's the society all about? Uh, for trying to convince people that barefooting is not as bad as everyone says. Okay. And so do, do you, will you stage events to go into places that are routinely requiring shoes? No. It's more a... More a uh, uh, email, Facebook group, and talking it's not, about not a protest organization, right? Okay, right. Um, but um, but we've actually sent email or written to the health departments of all fifty states huh. and gotten 
letters back that say no, there is no health law against barefoot oh, okay. uh, in any place. Hey, Shirley, what about like uh, exercising, running, hiking, that type of thing? Because I've, I've heard that overall that's actually better for your legs, for your feet, for your back. Oh, absolutely. The people that yeah. do marathons. And I, I mean, I could never do it. It's not for me, but mm-hmm. I, I've, heard, I've seen and read arguments that say that it's actually better for you. I go, so I, when I hike, I have my trail shoes. I, I couldn't even imagine not having something on my feet when I hike, but you're saying it'd be better to do it sans shoes. Yeah. Huh. Well, your, your, your foot has 20-some bones in it de- designed to keep you completely... Uh, Balanced? You know, it's got its own spring mechanism. It's got everything... And mm. we're putting it in a box, you know. Yeah, do, but do, we're doing that for a reason, you know. I think uh, man invented shoes because... so he could put his cigarettes out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wait a minute. I had a question in here somewhere. Um, no, I don't remember. Does it involve escargot? No. Okay. It has to do with bare feet. Oh. Well, they need the animals need feet too. Uh, oh, what about, this was it, Shirley, what about driving uh, barefooted? I've heard that that is illegal. Nope, it's not. It's actually, not illegal. I love okay. driving barefoot. I, okay. I, for some reason, like, I'll just use my big toe to press down to on steer? the No, 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 for the gas pedal. <laughs> yeah, I did always think that bare, driving barefoot was illegal, too. Yeah. Yes. Uh, now, you know what, though? I bet you there are more issues that are encountered because of footwear getting caught on pedals mm. than your bare oh, yeah. feet. Hey, uh, Shirley, how do you do in the wintertime? Uh, I personally have not gotten able to put my feet in snow. I keep trying, but I can't. But I have friends <sighs> who, who walk barefoot all year long in snow and everything. Wow. Uh, well, I'll tell you this, Shirley. I am part of the League of uh, Winter Shorts guys, <laughs> and uh, we should get together yeah. and uh, combine forces because uh, we can rule the world. No, I, 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 uh, I think there's something kind of organic and cool about this. And you, you Preston and Casey did raise the point earlier, Shirley, that whatever's on the bottom of your feet is would be on the bottom of your shoes anyway. If you're going exactly. into a place, okay. Yeah. 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 Hey, you know, uh, I wash my feet a lot more often than you wash the bottom of your shoes. It's true. Yeah. Word. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you, Shirley. Yeah. So Chuck and I, uh, we do the same thing. Where there, there are two places, public places, that once we're we're there, we take our our shoes off. And uh, I don't know if you guys are the same way. I Can do, I guess? Yeah. One is one of them honey grow. No, okay. no, no. He hates um, that place. An airplane. Airplane is definitely one you of them. Take yep. your shoes, you take your shoes off on a plane? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Without question. Did you use well? Yeah. I Why? do not. Yep. It's comfortable. Yeah. It's, it's very comfortable. Very, very comfortable. Uh, and, I, and I wear slip-on shoes. so They provide they, them. They, they're easy to just pop right off. No, I don't, though. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't smell or anything like that. It's just, it's very, very comfortable. What's the, yeah, what's it, the, what is the foot version of the Mile High Club? That's a good question. Yeah. I don't know. Toe job? Where are you going to say But you're here, you're here longer than you were on a plane, and you keep your shoes on here. Sometimes, no. Like, they're off right now. Oh, they are? I just slipped them off. Because we were having this conversation? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. But sometimes I do. Um, and, and to be honest, Kathy, so, so I, I put my feet up on the... Um, uh, so I sit in a uh, uh, in kind of a high-top chair, and uh, there's a, a railing on there, and my feet go on there, and it feels more comfortable Wait, with shoes on. are you talking about right on. here? Yeah, at the bottom, oh, oh, at the okay. base. So it feels more comfortable with my shoes on, so I leave them on most of the time, but sometimes I take them off, air my tootsies out a little bit. Mm. Yeah. And then the second place is a movie theater uh, uh, with, the, with the reclining chairs. Sometimes, oh, with the reclining chairs. Yeah, because yeah, you, know, you get to that. walk on all that sticky gum and soda. <laughs> well, that's and, exactly yeah. what if your feet are off the ground, yeah. If you're off the ground. I, I could see that. Yep. And that feels more like you're an old. Yeah, and then you know? the slaughterhouse when you... Yeah. 
No, I, the movie theater, I would not do that because you, of all the stuff on the floor. You know what I'm going to start to do with those movie theater, the ones where you can recline? Uh, I want to bring a, a blanket with me. Oh, okay. I've done that. You have you? Because they're freezing. They are, right? Yeah. Now, it goes directly in the washing machine when I get home, but yes, I have brought a blanket with me. What, right. I, what I will do if, if, say, I'm at the movie theater and I do want to slip my shoes off is I just put my feet on top of my shoes. Mm-hmm. Ah. Um, so, you know, I have somewhere to rest them on, and it kind of airs them out a little. I will take my shirt off, ball it up on the floor, and put my feet on that. All right. That's <laughs> Um, that can work too. Yeah. No. I uh, uh, listen. That, and I, to each his own. I yeah. I I, uh, I like the. Uh, I, I know it's so weird, but I I there is a percentage of that joke about the deer getting in the house that is right. true. I like to be able to go mobile. Okay. You know. So I have a friend who I don't think his feet have seen the light of day since he was like five years old. He's always at least has socks on. He's he wears shoes all the time. And, it's like and, the prisoner of Zender. Right? But that's how he feels comfortable. You know, some people feel more comfortable. Don't look at me. <laughs> hey, I want to go to this because we, we pulled up uh, an article uh, that says uh, it's a surprise to many that this is an urban legend that you can, you, that it's illegal to drive with your uh, bare feet. It says it is, in fact, legal to drive a car, pickup truck, or similar vehicle without footwear in all 50 states. Don't that be at all. In the 1990s, a man named uh, Jason Heimbaugh. Uh, wrote to each of the 50 states' departments of motor vehicles to make sure of it. Now, with that, we're going to go to Jared on our phone lines because he's got something to say. Hey, Jared, good morning. Good morning, guys. Hey, bud. All right, so I, I, I just made that statement. What do you have to say about that? So I actually got a $74 fine when I was 18 years old for driving without shoes on, and I fought it. And when we went to court, the judge actually went with the cop because he said it's the same as driving naked. So, so Jared, I'm going to back you up years ago. I distinctly remember a friend of my older brother's getting a ticket for driving barefoot. This was in New York. Now, I wonder if, though this, this, uh, what we're looking at here in the studio tends to indicate this is nationwide. Well, they, they wouldn't know that you were barefoot unless they pulled you over for something else. It's probably like a secondary offense. Yeah, they can't pull you over, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, the hooker was holding your shoes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had your foot hanging out the window, which... Yeah, which you have to... <laughs> well, no, I, if I you're doing directions... Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. See, so he just added on there that but, he had no shoes but on. But he should, I, I think technically you should not have gotten a, a ticket for the barefoot uh, yeah. driving. Well, so it says that you can uh, bear both civil and criminal liability for damage caused by barefoot driving. So even though it's not. But that uh, would be the same for any any accident you cause while right, driving. So, yeah. But that's why he was charged okay. with not wearing shoes. Okay. Oh, right. I think that's vague. Can you can you talk on a cell phone with your foot while you're driving? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, interesting, Jared. All right, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, man. Uh, I will go to Michelle, uh, who has a comment on being barefooted. Hey, Michelle, good morning. Hey, Gadzooks. Gadzooks. What's up, Michelle? Hey, I, I stay barefoot 24-7. Winter, fall, spring, whatever. Outside. I keep my shoes, I keep my shoes in my car instead of my house because if I go somewhere I need to have my shoes with whatever I'm wearing. So so Preston just brought up like what about in the during the winter? Have you mastered the art of walking on snow in your bare feet and all oh, that yeah. stuff? Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Oh, wow. I don't feel it. I don't feel it at all. Like wow. I, I hold my feet seasoned like a fine cast iron skillet. Uh-huh. Wow. That's gotta <laughs> look where, good. Yeah, where do you live? Uh, I live in I live in Jersey. Um, my feet are extremely clean, though. They're not disgusting. They're would, not, like... would you call them gnarly a little bit? Have they? Have they? Oh, uh... oh my boyfriend hates it. He's like, <laughs> he, he, 
He goes, babe, when you rub your feet against me in bed in the middle of the night, it does not feel good. I do believe that, yeah. that we can condition our feet to some extent. Yes. Because if you spend... Oh, we can. If you, I'm like if literally you ex- outside if, barefoot right now in the rain and everything. If wow. you spend extended amounts of time standing in snow, eventually you're going to get frostbite. Okay, right, so right. it's going to... Oh, eventually, you know. yeah, but my feet are so, like, seasoned. They don't even yeah. feel it until it's too late. I guess. Well, I, don't know I believe... Me, Nick, which, which camp on uh, in Everest do they require to finally put your shoes off? <laughs> Base camp. Yeah. Base camp. Base camp one, yeah. yeah. Michelle, uh, are you a hippie? Uh, yes. Okay. All right. Well, listen, you're living the lifestyle, and that's cool. The fact that you're out now I, in the I'm rain. I'm going to OzFest, YFest, MMRBQs, everything, barefoot. All right. Time. Michelle, what about injuries over the years to your feet? Share. Um, I've had maybe a broken toe or two, a stub toe. But, like, I mean, once you get so uh, accustomed to walking in bare feet, shoes are the ones that are going to hurt you. All right. Let me ask you this. What What is the reaction to your lifestyle? How How vociferous do people get in objecting to you doing this? Oh, I, I get a lot of dirty looks, but I also just give them back. Like, I, I, don't, I don't get, like, you don't have to look at my teeth if you don't want to. I don't care. <laughs> okay. There we go. Yeah. There. So let me ask you, on a flight, do you, you're barefoot, right? Uh, I, yes. And oh. so as soon as I get on, it's, it's game off. It's so, just off. So tell me that you don't put your, say, if you're on a window seat, you don't put your feet up so that they stick out. No, 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 no. Okay. That's just ignorant. Oh. Michelle, hang on. I just picked up on something. You'll, you'll wear your shoes through security and through the airport. Hang, hang on a second. I'm asking you a question. So <laughs> you, you will wear your shoes through the airport until you get on the plane and then take them off? I mean, like, I have to. They don't let me walk in there barefoot. They, they don't let you walk in barefoot? Huh. No. Okay. So you, no. It, it's kind of... It's like a lot of... I work in the restaurant industry as well. So I also know that, like, you know, shoes are, you have to have shoes on at all times. But as soon as that light goes off and they shut the door, my shoes are off. Okay. So so you work in this, in the, in the food industry, so you wear shoes for your job? No, the restaurant industry. Restaurant industry. Yeah. So not nothing to do with food. Uh, <laughs> hey. <laughs> no, I'm, I thought you said foot industry. Oh, no, no. Hey, how many how many years? When, when did you start uh, going barefoot like this? Oh, since as long as I can remember, I never had shoes. Okay. I mean, my mom used to have to fight with me when I was a kid to wear shoes. Wow, Michelle, uh, I think you're part with the other uh, uh, woman who called. I, I think there's this subculture that we're unaware of that is uh, living the, the shoeless lifestyle. Yeah, were you familiar with it's this? It's kind of like, like um, I, I don't know, you guys talked like a month or so ago about eating with your hands. Yeah. Yes. You know, and how it, it makes you appreciate your food more. It makes you appreciate the earth more. All right. And question, were you familiar with this Barefoot Society? I was not, but I was excited when yeah. I was. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly. You, you, you're going to be president of the local yeah. chapter. Hey, Michelle, it's interesting because you have to take your shoes off most of the time when you go through the airport. I wonder if you could show up at the airport without any shoes on and it would actually expedite the security process. Huh? May, but you're not allowed to walk in without shoes on. So they actually hand you shoes they, to put on so that you can take them off. Yeah, right. Up until they make you take them off. Yeah. Here, put these on, and then take now them take off. Now take them off. Now spin oh, around, okay. and now burn. put them back on. Now fart through your butt. All right, thank you, Michelle. We appreciate it. <laughs> By the way, leaving Orlando was great because uh, they used a dog, and when they use a dog at security, you don't have to take your shoes off. I love seeing that, and it goes so much quicker. It's good for me, too, because I always put a um, one milk bone in each of my shoes. <laughs> it just yeah. in, just so for such an occasion. Yeah. All right. Uh, anyhow, uh, <laughs> we have to wrap it up. I've been told we, we only got to one item in the survey. Oh, wow. wow. That's all right. That means there's more to go around. 
eventually, but thank you for chiming in with the barefoot chat in the survey says section of the Preston and Steve show. Uh, let's take a break, come back in a second, and we'll get to the bizarre file. Still some great stuff to share with you when we return. 93.3 WMMR and the Preston and Steve show want to send you to Universal Orlando Resort. Listen weekdays. Preston and Steve are hosting a photo hunt challenge at WMMR.com. And you'll need the on-air clue to call in for the chance to win an amazing three-night trip for two to Universal Orlando Resort with flights provided by Spirit. Only one place immerses you into the action of your favorite films and TV shows and combines it with your hold-on-tight thrills in a way no one else does or can. Nobody tests the limits of absolute awesome like Universal Orlando Resort. Listen at 8 a.m. for that day's photo clue so you know what you're hunting for in the photo gallery. Later in the show, the correct number caller with the correct answer could win the grand prize trip. Preston and Steve's trip a day to Universal Orlando Resort for complete Official contest rule. Visit WMMR.com. We shall now do the bizarre file. Bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's bizarre. bizarre file. All right, it's brought to you this morning by J Dog Junk Removal. And I'm sorry, hang on. I just glanced over and I saw a text message that I didn't see earlier. We were talking about uh, bare feet. Casey it says, Oh my God, this is one of my biggest pet peeves. Keep your footwear donned at all times on an aircraft. It's not your house, you disgusting pig. (laughs) (laughs) I I really hope I can sit next to that person. Uh, Me too. Me too. I texted in earlier. Oh, that (laughs) that had to be you. Get away from me, you you disgusting, disgusting beast. It's brought to you by J-Dog Junk Removal and J-Dog Carpet Cleaning. Got junk, want it gone, got floors, want them clean? Call J-Dog Junk Removal and J-Dog Carpet Cleaning, veteran-owned and operated. Started right here in southeastern Pennsylvania. You can call them at 8 Four, get J-Dog or visit jdog.com. Well, there's video that shows the moment an Australian dad had to punch two monkeys after a pack of them lunged at his one-year-old son Again. On, on a beach in Thailand. Uh, travel influencers Riley Whittlem and uh, Elena Caruso uh, were visiting Monkey Beach on Kofi Fi Don Island. Isn't that a Beach Boy song? With their sons, Lenny, who was five, and little Darwin, who was one. Now, it's Kofi Fi, not Kokomo. Kokomo. Uh, Going surfing on Monkey Beach. Uh, the latest video posted to their YouTube channel shows Riley and Darwin watching a group of the primates when one starts rummaging through their bag. Wait, Darwin is watching the primates? Yes. I know. It's ironic, right? Uh, Riley can be seen running toward to shoo it away before it leapt at Darwin. Shoo, monkey! After scooping the terrified youngster up in his arms, the pair were swarmed by five monkeys, leaving Riley having to fend for himself uh, when uh, getting to the bag back, and the phones and wallets were inside as well. Uh, Elena, who was snorkeling in the ocean while the chaos erupted on the beach, rushed back to the shore. She heard all the screaming. Uh, Riley can be heard telling her of the attack. I punched out two monkeys. Yeah, man. They tried to attack Darwin. A friend who was also on the beach said it was hectic. It was actually scary. Could have scared Darwin for life. Uh, Riley said, I feel bad for punching a monkey. You have to punch the monkey. But they went for Darwin, and it was scary. None of the people on the beach Preston, I punched a monkey, and I flogged a bishop. Oh, my God. I don't feel good about either. Either one. No, I can imagine. 
Uh, he revealed that he had been he had been bitten by one of them, explaining in the video, I've never had a rabies shot before. You're going to need uh, one now. So I need five or more in my wound and uh. then another five over the next 20 days. We were in our boat in Montauk and a swan attacked Jace when he was probably two. And my dad slapped the swan. Stop looking like, at me, swan. Like you would not believe the thing swam away so fast. But we, we just looked and we were like, uh, yeah, okay. Uh, listen, that just happened. <laughs> love, love nature, but I mean, if it's attacking you, you got to defend yourself. Yeah, he. I mean, he was looking at Jace like he was. He yeah. was threatened and and came after. Was him. this one wearing a monkey costume? <laughs> he wasn't. Uh, so uh, they said that uh, had they known had they known this this beach, uh, they didn't monkey do their, beach is right in the name. They didn't do their research before sailing there, and they said that uh, had they known of this beach was that it was notorious for monkey attacks, they wouldn't have gone. San Jose Fire Department chief uh, apologized after, after I'm sorry, and recommends discipline for some crew members after video surfaced showing a bikini-clad woman walking out of a fire truck and into a strip club. Uh-huh. The chief outlined the details in a memo after months of pushing for answers since the viral video was posted online. In his uh, final memo... The city leaders, uh, to the city leaders about the incident, the chief, Robert Sapien, said that uh, the conduct by the firefighters uh, constituted violation of specific policies and procedures and rules and regulations. Wait a second. Firefighters can't deliver strippers to their jobs? Apparently not. Uh, Based on this determination and consistent with city and determined uh, department procedures. What do we pay taxes for? uh, The fire chief forwarded a recommendation for disciplinary action to the city manager. Well, I mean, would they be facing the same consequences if they dropped like a clerk off at like you know like cvs or something like that uh, I, who knows it's a crazy world yeah because uh, you know when we used to work as chippendales they would drop us off yeah. so the video shows a woman climbing down from fire engine number four and walking into the pink poodle strip club <laughs> thank you in a bikini uh the chief said the department will reinforce standards of conduct across the department to prevent this from happening again well, the Missouri Supreme Court will not disbar a defense attorney who sexually assaulted six clients, including episodes of unwanted kissing and touching captured on video, leading one judge to issue a scathing dissent denouncing the court's decision. One more time and you're out of here, buddy. In a four to three decision, the state's high court ruled Tuesday that Dan K. Purdy will be indefinitely suspended from practicing law, but allowed to apply for reinstatement after a year. A disciplinary hearing panel had recommended Purdy be, be disbarred, but Judge Zell Fisher wrote in his dissent, there may have been a time when a temporary suspension was an adequate punishment for sexually assaulting or harassing a client vulnerable or otherwise, but in my view, that time is long gone. Uh, Judge George Draper, writing in the majority opinion, acknowledged Purdy had committed the assaults and severely faulted him for his conduct, but stopped short of fully kicking him out of the legal profession. In September 2020, Purdy made sexual advances toward four clients in a county jail interview room, including touching and kissing that were confirmed by video. Each woman was later interviewed by officers and told them that Purdy's advances were unwanted. Uh, there's more video of him uh, grabbing a woman's butt in court. And later that year, Purdy was transporting a client in his vehicle, according to uh, the opinion a uh, video from the client's phone shows Purdy, while driving, reach across the seat and touch the client's breast under her blouse. Can't do that. The opinion says the client said the sexual contact was unwanted. Your breast shifted out of whack. <laughs> it's all out of whack. Yeah. But they're not going to disbar this guy. 
Well, they're waiting to see, yeah. you know, if okay. there are signs that he's into this. No, it's, it's insane. It's insanity. And then one final story uh, on a, a a guy who was a one-time Family Feud contestant. His name is Timothy uh, Bleefnik. Yeah. Was arrested this week in connection with the death of his estranged wife in Illinois. Uh, Rebecca Bleefnik was shot and killed in her home at some point before February 23rd when her body was discovered. Yeah. Uh, Bleefnik has denied that he's guilty of the murder, but the police believe differently. As well... Timothy's January 2020, 20, or 2020 family feud appearance doesn't do him any favors. Uh, there's a clip uh, that shows Timothy responding to Steve Harvey's joke about the biggest mistake you made at your wedding. And he said, honey, I love you, but it's that I said I do. Oh, my God. Right there. Uh, yeah. And from there, uh, he also said, I love my wife. I'm going to get in trouble for that, aren't I? He did clean up in the category ways you kill your wife, though. Uh, naturally, Timothy's attorney, Casey Schnack, uh, did some <laughs> Don't clean talk up, back. Some cleanup work uh, that said it's a game show. A silly answer to a silly question on a silly show doesn't make one a murderer. So in the clip that they, you see him, he's got he's, he's all put together nicely. His shape, and if you see his mugshot, he looks like Charles Manson. Yep. The Daily Beast tweeted their coverage of the story, including how police were searching a lagoon on Timothy's property uh, for the body, I guess. And there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right, another break. Going to take that. Come back in a moment. We'll get the lesson question. Also, the trash and music news. So we hope you'll hang out with us. Back in a moment. See what you've been hearing with WMMR.com's video on demand. Watch highlights from Preston and Steve shenanigans, station events, and take a peek behind the scenes at the station. You'll marvel at how anything gets done around here. WMMR.com. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. This is Virginia Lottery recording session. We are rolling whenever you're ready, Sam. Coming this Tuesday, the Virginia Lottery is... Try option three. The Virginia Lottery has newly brewed and fun to do... Try four. We have a rotating selection of scratchers, online games, print and play... Actually, just read option one. Virginia Lottery, new games every Tuesday? Perfect. For more information, visit valottery.com slash Tuesday. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Right now, we have something else to give away. It's a lesson question prize, and we have a four-pack of tickets and pit party passes for the Monster Jam. It's going to be Saturday, April 15th at the Link, Lincoln Financial Field. So the question that we will pose to you uh, this morning is, all right, what cell phone service allows you to have someone yell racist messages at you? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. It was uh, Casey had this whole service. What cell phone service allows you to have someone yell racist messages at you? If you heard that earlier and you remember it, then call now at 215-263-WMMR because we would like for you to win a prize. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by Sports and Social. Catch all the madness at Sports and Social on the 52-foot big screen at Live Casino Philly featuring Bud Light packages, giveaways, games, 
and more for an unmatched basketball viewing experience. What's happening this morning, Steve? Well, Marvin Gaye III filing for divorce just two months after he was arrested for allegedly waving a gun at his wife, Wendy Gaye. Marvin told TMZ that what he really needs is a woman who can stand still. Oh, oh my God. The relationship between Taylor Swift and boyfriend Joe Alwyn is reportedly going very, very well. In fact, the blissful condition has impacted Swift's songwriting, as evidenced by her latest single titled, He Forgets to Shut Off the Closet Light. <laughs> and finally, Dick Van Dyke suffered minor injuries after he crashed his car on Wednesday. The 97-year-old Van Dyke says the accident occurred after his dragster's parachute failed to deploy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're looking for the answer to this question. What cell phone service allows you to have someone yell racist messages at you? And our caller is Mike. So we're going to go to Mike right now. Good morning, Mike. Good morning. Hi, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Mike, tell us what cell phone service allows you to have someone yell racist messages at you. Would that be rent a racist? Rent a racist, yes. A second, bud. We are going to give you a uh, four-pack of tickets and pit party passes for Monster Jam Saturday, April 15th, Lincoln Financial Field, and you can experience full throttle family fun at Monster Jam, where world-class athletes and their 12,000-pound monster trucks tear up the dirt in wide-open competitions of speed and skill. Uh, tickets and information available at MonsterJam.com. All right, let's get music news. Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Nope. Sorry. One more time, Steve. I accidentally hit that button. I was brought to you this morning by Sequoia Outback. Making backyards beautiful all over the Delaware Valley for over 25 years. You can stop in for their annual Spring into Sequoia Sale, which is going on now Route 309 in Hatfield. Supplies.com. So for the past year, Weezer celebrated each season with a new EP release. And with the coming of spring, they have now dropped the entire box set. Uh-huh. Yeah, according to their post on social media, the Four Seasons box set will not be the end of the celebration. They teased that there's more to come and wrote, P.S., working on getting the next batch of Seasons vinyl out to you soon. Uh, the Seasons Project is a collection of four short studio records released on the first day of each seasonal solstice. Uh, I think that's cool that they did that. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot of music going out into the world. But, yeah, like, uh, uh, they've done, like, uh, Blink did that. When the, was it? No, Green Day did the, uh, the the different, four different albums, right? Remember they had that whole? Yeah. Uh, I forget the different names, but the, yep. yeah. So I like when they do stuff like that. Wolfgang Van Halen's Mammoth WVH has released a video for another celebration at the end of the world. A teaser for the band's second album, Mammoth 2, which drops on August 4th. Rolling Stone reported the video picks up where the clips from the first album left off and features Van Halen firing his band, which is made up of him on all the other instruments, (laughs) before substituting the touring lineup for the performance of the song. Uh, Van Halen said in a statement, I knew that I wanted a new album to contain elements of what people heard on the debut, but also giving me a chance to branch out a bit. Another celebration at the end of the world is definitely a song that showcases what people can expect from the new album. It's a high-energy rocker with some fun guitar moments on it. I also pushed myself vocally, and it is a song I can't wait to get out and play live. 
and I can see it being a fixture in our live set moving forward. Very nice. Can't wait to hear it. He's been very complimentary, or at least drawing attention to the Sammy Hagar years of Van Halen. Very much I so. wonder if that was sort of to indicate where this next album might be going. That's a good question. Wayne Swinney, the founding member and guitarist of American rock band Saliva, has died at the age of 59. Whoa. This is wild, because yesterday I saw uh, something pop up that said he was he was uh, in the hospital. Yeah. And the, uh, it didn't seem incredibly serious, and then woke up to find out he was dead. Yeah, the sad news came just hours after the band had revealed that Swinney was in intensive care following a brain hemorrhage that he oh. had on Tuesday. A representative said in a statement, this with great sadness, that we report the passing of Wayne Swinney, the guitarist of Saliva. Uh, he was one of the founding members of the band, which started back in 1996. Uh, the original lineup consisted of lead singer Josie Scott, drummer Todd Poole, bassist Dave uh, Novotny, and other guitar and other guitarists uh, Chris uh, Diab- Diabaldo and Swinney as well. So sad news, and it just it, it came out of absolutely nowhere. So sorry to hear that. Barry Farrell says that he's working on a new Jane's Addiction song, or ha- that. That working on New Jane's Addiction songs has been one of the most exciting times of his life. Uh, during a recent interview, he said, I feel that this is uh, a new bunch of songs. We didn't know how many we were going to put out. But I can tell you one thing. It's been one of the most exciting times of my life because these songs are that good. He said, so we're putting something out that I'm listening to. And I'm going, what I mean by is what I mean, it's that good. Huh? When a musician knows when he's hearing something that he says to himself or she says to herself, I can't wait for people to hear this. That's what I've been experiencing. So he's very proud and excited about it. And then one last story, because it was his birthday yesterday. I thought this would be worth mentioning. Legendary singer-songwriter John Sebastian is the latest artist to part ways with their publishing catalog. Sebastian has sold his song interest to AMR Songs, a full-service global independent music publishing rights management and catalog marketing company. And according to his announcement, he said AMR acquired interest in uh, the entire catalog, including, or this is an announcement from the group. Yes. uh, Including uh, his publishing and artist royalties from perennial hits by The Love and Spoonful, including Daydream, Summer in the City, Do You Believe in Magic, Younger Girl, You Didn't Have to Be So Nice, and Did You Ever ever Have to Make Up Your Mind? Remember that one? I love Did Did you ever have to make up your mind? What was the other, the other song you mentioned? Um, uh, daydream. What a day for a daydream. Custom made for a daydreaming boy. And do you, do you believe in magic? Right. Do you, do you believe, believe in magic? Um, and also, uh, Welcome Back, Cotter, uh, which he wrote himself, and that was a solo There was another one you mentioned, though, that I, you just brought to mind. Uh, okay, Younger Girl, which I don't remember yeah. by the title, and You Didn't Have to Be So Nice. You didn't have to be so nice. That's a great song. I'd have to hear that one. Uh, I'm sure I know it. It goes like this. You didn't have to be so nice. <laughs> No, but I do love that song. Love and Spoofle is one of those bands you never think to to put on, yeah. you know, but when you start to go through the hits, you're like, yeah, that's a series of some great freaking songs, man. Uh, so I don't know uh, how much they, uh, uh, how much he got they for it. They were saying $100 trillion. How much they paid for it. Wow. Apparently it was $100 trillion. Oh, 
I mean, welcome back, Cotter. Yeah. You, you can't get that out of your head. They admit in this article, though, that that might have been a clerical error. $100 trillion. <laughs> All right. Clerical error. <laughs> Wait a second. How much did you give Springsteen? Uh, and that's what I have in uh, music. I think Springsteen got like three hundred million, yeah, or something. So like for that. him to get a hundred trillion, to so get a hundred trillion, that's, well, that's, that's like a billion. That's more. All right, and there you go. That's the last time in music news. All right, we will break and come back and wrap it up. Letter of the day, word of the week, prize. When we return, stay with us. your busted bracket turned this month into March sadness? Well, this weekend on MMR, all your picks are winners with our slam dunk fill in the block party. We'll pick two from your favorite MMR, then alley-oop it to you to take it to the hole with your request for song three. So, keep our number handy. 215-263-WMMR or text us with your name, Vine Village, and song pick at 39333. Because even if you're out of the office basketball pool, you're still a top contender with our slam dunk fill in the block party weekend on 93.3 WMMR. Everything rocks. As we're wrapping the program up on a Thursday morning, love this part of the day. It officially turns into, it metamorphosizes into no sand. That's true. I think we're already there right now. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah, so. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling a lack of sadness. It feels yes. I, yeah. <laughs> the, the sadness is slipping away yeah. as we speak. A weird week for us because we started so the weird. week in a completely different part of the country. Yes. And uh, normally. It's it's something that you end the week with, and we started the week with it, and it was just kind of, I've been off all week. I mean, well, I've, had, I've had a good time, but, yes. but I've, I've been, I've, I've felt weird. Well, we came back, and, and, you know, we didn't take a day off. We went right, you know, yeah. traveling back from doing the show in Orlando on Monday and did the show on Tuesday morning. Uh, so it's been truncated and kind of flipped around, but it's all good. Yeah. And I mean, to be able to give these... The trips. Unbelievable trips away is insane. Yeah, we gave away another one today. We have one more to go uh, tomorrow morning, so that's exciting. That's that's a big part of why uh, we did the whole trip down there, so we could have these trips to give away. First and foremost, a little bit on the uh, selfish side, we wanted to go to Universal Studios. Yes. So we did that, but the um, the agreement was we'd have all these trips to give away and have a reason to uh, uh, turn it around to you. Uh, which is what we always try to do here on the program, and we've done it, and we have one more to go. It's awesome. You try to keep in mind for next year, you know, uh, around this time, uh, if you're, first off, to go down to, to spring training was, was pretty amazing. So many people down there from here. Yeah. But, uh, you know, if you can tie things together and be down there, we encountered so many people at both places yes. who are who are down from Philly. It's just amazing. Yeah, yeah. a lot. Lot. All right. Uh, so we should get the letter of the day. Casey's going to get that for us. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. All right. The Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter N, as in no sad bro. Excellent. We'll give away a $500 Joseph Anthony retreat, spa, and salon gift card. You can check out their heavenly soft pack float treatment or luxurious Turkish bath experience, or maybe. Escape with any of their massages. You can visit them at three area locations, Glen Mills, Springfield, and Center City, or you can purchase online at josephanthony.com. So we give that away tomorrow morning. Thank you to our sponsors. President Steve Show is brought to you today by Duncan. 
Press and see if your runs on duck. And also brought to you by Sequoia Outback, making backyards beautiful all over the Delaware Valley for over 25 years. DeckSupplies.com. Uh, tomorrow on the program, like we said, no sad bro. Uh, our buddy Chris Terrian of the Flyers is going to be nice. checking in with us. There's a couple of things coming up that are very interesting, and it might put you, might you might end up in a suite. We'll get your details on that tomorrow. Uh, comedian, um, how do you say the name? I'm sorry. Alignan Mitra. Alignan Mitra. Sure. All right. Uh, we'll be joining us tomorrow, and we have the final trip to Universal Orlando Resorts to give away. And actually... We're backed up on prizes. Tomorrow we, we got to blowout. We got to do a blowout. Nice. Yeah. Uh, that's it. We're done. Rage on and have a great day. And we shall see you again tomorrow. Bye bye. Mm-hmm. From our early days of delivering ice and coal, Griffith Energy Services has been a leader in having the right comfort solutions for you. Folks rely on Griffith for everything from heating oil and propane to HVAC service, installation and repair, and so much more. Griffith Energy Services, doggone dependable for 125 years. Griffith specializes in train, but services all brands. Visit Griffith Energy Services today. Griffith Energy Services, doggone dependable. License number MTHVACR012278.